The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Clint Boone 
the Clint Boone experience. Clint Boone, of course, the uh, keyboard player. Do I sound okay to you? Because in my head, I think they fixed the headphones, but to such a degree that they they may sound good to you, but they sound awful to me. But that's by the by. Um, <clears throat> start with a, an upbeat, fun song because uh, the next couple of minutes is going to be uncomfortable for me. Won't be too uncomfortable for you. It might be disappointing for you. Um, but it's something I, I have to do. So I'm going to do it. And um, then we are going to move on and we're going to have a fun show. We're going to have a lighthearted, we're going to have a laugh um, tonight. But something I have, uh, something I have said and done recently has bothered me greatly. Um, I have not lived up to the standards by which I, I judge other people and by which I would like myself to be judged. And um, um, I feel that you, do, you and I, dear listener, have a, um, a relationship based on trust. And if that trust were to be broken on either side, then that would, would damage the relationship. So um, <clears throat> this is hard. Uh, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say is sorry. What I'm trying to say is sorry. I have not been... Uh, completely honest with you about certain things that have uh, that have happened um, recently. You will remember. Uh, you will remember recently that I have had two big news stories about me. Um, one uh, involved an accident with a well, falling down a well, and the other um, involved being attacked by an owl um <clears throat> i was not attacked by an owl um that is an untrue story it's a lie that was made up um and i can tell you why i made it up although i suspect some of you are switching off already um the well story is true uh everything about the well story is true and um i enjoyed the attention uh that i got it's new for me to have the press focusing on me and and being interested in what i say and um i enjoyed the press attention that i got when um i talked about falling down the well i enjoyed being in the papers i enjoyed um doing good morning britain and they had a tiny well for me and it made me feel special and uh it made me feel loved um and as you know some of you know my mum is in a wheelchair and um i wanted more of that attention that i probably didn't get as a little boy and so when I did fall over and hit my head at what I later found out was a gay cruising um, uh, area, I guess you'd call it. Um, I was kneeling down to do up a shoelace uh, come loose and I must have just kind of fallen backwards and I did bump my head on a tree and I did bleed um, but that doesn't make a good story. And I, I wondered how I can make a good story. And, and there was the documentary, uh, The Staircase Out About the Murder. 
in America. And one of the theories in that is uh, an owl did it, a raptor. And um, I kind of put two and two together and came up with my own story. And I can't even look at Catherine while I'm saying this because this is... uh, um, yeah, this is, you know, this is this is shameful stuff, man. So um, I knew the owl thing. Um, I'm so sorry, Catherine. I'm so sorry. Can I? It's not. No. OK. Um, I knew the owl thing would get in the papers. I knew it would get detention and I knew that it would create controversy. And... Um, so, uh, oh, so I, um, I said I'd been attacked by an owl and I hadn't, I'd just, I'd just fallen backwards whilst tying my shoelace in a gay cruising area. And, um, this has been bothering me for a long time. This has been really um, playing on my mind for a long time. That I lied to you guys, and I lied to you, Catherine, and I lied to you, Sam. Uh, I'm sorry. I know that sorry doesn't cut it all the time. And if you choose to, uh, if you choose to stop listening to the show, then then so be it. Um, and I was thinking, how can um, how can I make it up? Um, How can I make it up to you guys? Um, so I, um, I I brought in my Bible. Uh, I brought in my Bible today, and um, I'm, I'm putting my I put my hand on the Bible, and uh, I swear to you, Catherine, and uh, I swear to you, Sam, and I swear to everybody listening at home. Uh, I will never, I will never lie to you again, uh, as part of this radio show or in life. I will never lie, I swear on the Holy Bible, the most, the most sacred book, um, and if I had a Quran, I would I would swear on that the second most sacred book. I swear on this holy Bible. I will never lie to you again, dear listener. As long as um, as long as talk radio, uh, let me do this radio show. I will never lie again. And 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 from now on, everything I will I say, I swear to to God on this Bible, will be true. We, we actually had 20 Ofcom complaints about the owl incident and uh, they have been upheld. And I've never had an Ofcom. <laughs> I've been doing... <laughs> I've been doing this job uh, and I love this job so much for 20 years and I've never had an Ofcom. And uh, we've had these Ofcom complaints upheld, and I, I've brought shame on on me, on the, on you, Catherine, as the producer of this show, Sam. And um, I have brought shame on Talk Radio, and I've brought shame on British Broadcasting. Fake news.
So let me just swear again on this Bible that I I swear to you, never lie. We'll never lie on this show ever again. And that is that. That is done. That is that done. And we are going to have a fun show tonight. I'm going to talk to you about Shania Twain and um, uh, Butterhead and uh, Dumb Phone. And we're going to have a lot of fun. Let's go to the ads now. Thank you. Thank you. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Let's uh, let's crack on with the show. The, let's let's not dwell on that. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Going to be a fun show tonight, guys. Going to be a very fun show. I'm going to talk to you about my dumb phone that I bought. My dumb phone. Uh, Ken's on the line. Good evening, Ken. Good evening, Ian. I want to commend you here, Ian. And it's not flattery, for your honesty and for your courage, man. That's courageous what you did tonight, and it's honest. Thank you. And you have to be commended for that. Thank you. Out of dishonesty comes ultimate honesty. Yes, listen, we're all guilty of sin, Ian. Every single one of us are guilty. And that book Out of death comes sweetness. Is that, well, that's not quite the quote, is it? What is it? What did you say? Out of death comes sweetness well out of well, i've never heard that one no That's it's the, the one about the 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 lion, daniel and the lion and then the, the bees form uh make a honey pot inside the lion don't they the bees yes yes and, and there's a quote in the bible it's on the front of um syrup golden syrup i can't remember what it is but anyway go on sorry yeah, but I would just like to say to you, you, you laid your hand on the back. See, the biggest problem in the world is mankind's sin. This is not a religious spiel here. I'm telling you the truth. We all know we're guilty sinners. We're all full of pride and lust. Every single one of us are in the same state. Now, you said you laid your hand on the Bible, Ian. Now, in that Bible, it is God's book, and he tells us in the Bible that he loves sinners... And he died on the cross in the person of Jesus that you and I could be forgiven and set free from our sin and our guilt. This is the greatest news in history, Ian. This is fantastic news for me, a sinner. When I called in the name of Jesus driving a truck down the highway in Canada and asked God to forgive me of all my unbelief and my sins, and it came from my heart, nothing to do with churches. I realized there's a God who loves me, and he sent his son Jesus to die for me, and I acknowledged my guilt and my sin, and I sincerely asked for forgiveness. God heard my cry because I believed that Jesus died for my sins and rose from the dead, Mm -hmm. and he forgave me. Yep. Well, that's that is the beauty of it, uh, Ken. And this I, is wonderful, it, Ian. It is, and I appreciate I appreciate your call, brother. Thank you, man. Uh, let's go to uh, Andy. Good evening, Andy. Hey, Ian. How you doing, man? I'm all right, thank you, mate. I'm all right. It's an emotional okay. night, but I, you know, already um, I feel a little bit lighter. Listen, before we start, I don't want to wreck over any ground that you just covered because you did it, you know, as eloquently as you know as I expected you to. Um, but you, you did say something that I just want to pick you up on. Yes. You said you enjoyed feeling special. And you enjoyed feeling loved. Yeah. Well, you are special, and you are loved. Come on now. And regardless of what you've done, whatever, all that nonsense, you know, that's never going to change. You're going to set me off again, uh, Andy, but thank I appreciate what you're saying. It's very kind words, but I don't feel feel special, but um, thank you. You know, we all all have good times, we all have bad times, don't we? But the most important thing is that we keep on having them times. Yeah, it really is, and that's the thing. Don't stop having those times. 
Exactly. Now, listen, I called up last week to speak yes. to Kath. Yes. Is she there? Kathy's here. Yeah. Hello, you. Hey. You asked me to give you a call after Gay Pride and let you know how I got on. Oh, yeah, go on then. <sighs> Can I go to sleep now? <laughs> Good times? It's been a lot of fun. Yes. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. It's been quite tiring, quite stressful with the anxiety at times. But it's definitely been very good. Uh, got to go to Annie's on Friday night, Ooh. which was amazing. Annie's in Manchester? Yeah. Isn't it, Manchester. though? Isn't it? Oh, Ian, it's so good. It's, 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 it's like stepping back into, like, the 40s or something, oh. in a good way. I took, well, I went with a friend there for dinner on Friday night, and I went, I can just spend the whole weekend here. Yeah, it's just it was heaven and the service. For those who don't know, Annie's is is a lovely little restaurant in um, uh, in Manchester. It's owned by Jenny McAlpine and her her, her husband Chris. And uh, we went there when we were in Manchester, Kath and I, because you know I know Jenny and I know Chris. And I said, you know, we talked about Annie's a lot when we were in the jungle. I was like, oh, if I'm in Manchester, I go. So we went there for our lunch one day, and the next day we're going out for breakfast and. We didn't know where we were going, and about ten minutes later, we went. We're walking back to Annie's, aren't we? And we did. <laughs> and we went back and had breakfast there because it seemed like a sure bet. So, um, good, it's a good place. It's, I'm glad you went. Thank you for that. I mean, I'm, I'm not any kind of commissioner or anything like that. I swear to God. But if you're in Manchester, people, you have to go. It's so good. The music and the food. And I, I had a burger. And at first, I thought, a burger. But it was outstanding. It yeah. was just yeah. incredible. Yeah. And then Gay Pride was great. Got to see some really good acts. Went to see Piss the Magic Dragon at the comedy store last yeah, night. Now he's, well. now, he's huge in America, right? And I, because he yeah. was on America's Got Talent. I paid him 25 quid once to do a gig above a pub. Really? Yeah, and um, he's um, he's a great magician. Yep. In, tricky guy. Tricky guy. I think I can say tricky guy. I, well, I found him, him on that night. Last night, and oh, he's a bit acerbic. Yeah, and he was. I found him like that in real life. I had to stand with him. He had another gig, ah, and okay. I had to stand out in Camden High Street with him, trying to flag down a black cab for him. Yep. Um, when I was supposed to be hosting a show. But, you know, that's cool. It's, I thought his act was brilliant. You know, he's great. I love magic. You know me, Andy. I love magic. And he's a great magician. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and he is very, very, very entertaining. Um, he's, he's just... I, I've always enjoyed the Jack D kind of dry sense of humour yep. and stuff like that. And he does that brilliantly. But you know what they say, don't you? It takes more muscles to frown than it does to smile. Oh. And I've always been quite lazy. Oh. You hang know? On, hang on, let me so, work this out. Hang on. So you smile. He, he smiles, smiles a lot. Yeah, because he's simple. Is that no. what the thing? Have I got the equation right? <laughs> exactly. This guy's simple. <laughs> so I reckon that's it. I reckon piff's just an exercise. He's free. saying that's piff, guy. By the way, it doesn't sound like piff on the phone line, but he's saying oh, piff. Does it, does it not? <laughs> no, you listen. You listen back, and you see what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Andy. Take care, buddy. Tati, bye, 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 bye. Um, evening, Gatford. Hi. Okay, thanks for your call. So, 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Oh, now, I've not... Um, I should have done a little bit of research, right? But, um... Tor- I've got two stories about Toronto. One has just popped up here, right? A sex doll brothel is opening in Toronto. North America's first known sex doll brothel, brothel will open in Toronto next month, offering sexual services with six silicon dolls. 
according to the website for Aura Dolls, the company wants to bring a new way to achieve sexual needs without the many restrictions and limitations that a real partner may come with, eh? But that wasn't the story that um that grabbed me. Where was the where was the story? I meant to I saw it on Twitter and I meant to clip uh the page because it, this is a this is a good one. Um Oh, where is it? Let's try it. Let's try it under. Let's click on the fun button. Let's click on fun. Where's the fun? No, can't find it. Right, we're going to Google it. Um, there is a library in Toronto um, that you can find up a, n- a number, and they'll. It's like it, it's a book. They read a book to you down the phone. Oh. I don't know if it's a real person or if it's a recorded message. So Toronto Library, dial a story there we go let's see um here we go here we go nurture a love of stories language and imagination listen anytime available in 16 languages these are stories for younger children seven and under and for older up to 12 what's the dial code for, for, for Canada. Canada. Can, can, uh, canada yeah i was gonna say canada can canada canada canada, canada. 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 yeah Plus one. No, that's America, you racist. No. I'll go. I'm going to do plus one. Uh, four, one, six, three, nine, five, five, four, zero, zero. Let's have a little listen, see if we can... Um... So this is the Toronto Public Library. Let's see. I'd like to have a story. You can have it in different languages, Polish, English, French, Cantonese... Urdu, Tagalog, Tagalog, Tagalog. Why is it not ringing? And if I put it there, sometimes. Korean, press six. Okay. In Mandarin, press seven. We can't press in numbers, Persian, can we? Press eight. Can, can Polish, you press a number? Press nine. Do you like to click it through to you? Press one. Clicking it through to you. I'm guessing English is one, as it should be. No, we're number one. We're number one. He's chewing gum at work. I don't really approve of that. No, but he is cool, isn't he? He's cool. He's uh, yeah, he's a cool guy. That's sad. Oh, there we go. Hang on, I've done, I did that. Otherwise, hold for a story for younger children. There we go. Or to return to the previous menu, press star. Here we go. So we're going to listen to a story from the Toronto Dial a Story Public Library. This is great. In the late seventies and eighties, you used to get we used to get dial a disc. My name is Ken Roberts, and I'm your storyteller for today. There are many languages in the world, and they each seem to have a different name for everything. Yeah. A traditional English story, Master of All Masters, pokes fun at a man with his own imaginary language. It seems there was a young woman who needed a job. She went to town and was interviewed by an elderly man with a habit of peering over at her from the top of his glasses like he was always judging her every comment and movement. The gentleman did hire the young woman, though, to come and work at his house, and when she arrived, he greeted her at the door by saying, If you're going to work for me, miss, you must learn that everything in my house has its own name. Let's start your lesson. What would you call me? The young woman hesitated for a moment and then said, Why, master or mister, sir? She saw the elderly gentleman peer at her from over the top of his glasses and added quite rapidly, or whatever you please, sir. You must call me master of all masters, said the old man. Kinky devil. Is this for kids? Rather large stomach. 
And what would you call it? shaming, okay. Yes, pointing to the cat. so cool. The young woman wanted the job very much. Say pussy. Kitty or cat, she asked, hopefully. She glanced up at the gentleman. He was peering at her again. He sighed and said, No, you must call her white-faced simony. It's getting a little bit racial now. Simony, thought the young woman to herself as she smiled at the gentleman. This man is nuts. Now we're mocking mental health. Asked the man, pointing at the fire. Whatever you please, sir, said the woman. Ah, good, good. This you must call hot cockalorum. Hot cockalorum? Yes, said the woman. Fire is not fire, it is hot cockalorum. Hot cockalorum? And this, he asked, pointing at his pants. That was my nickname at school. They are pants, said the woman. Pants. No, no, they are squibs and cracks. They are cracks. I, I was going to say fanny sticks. Is, thought the young woman as she was led out of the living Hot room cock and into and the, cracks. the house. And this, asked the old man, dipping his hands into a bowl of water. Okay. <laughs> Silly me, said the girl, hoping the old this, man I'm would catch his fly. the sarcasm in her voice. I'd call it water. Water. The gentleman laughed. <laughs> no, no, it no. It is called <laughs> pondalorum. And this he said, pointing to his bed. It's a bed. Not at all. It is my barnacle. And this... Come and sit yes, on my barnacle. Waving his hands around to indicate the entire house. Oh. It is a house, but I will call it whatever you wish, master of all masters. It is called High Topper Mountain. <laughs> For the rest of the day, the old man led the young woman throughout High Topper Mountain, telling her of his special names for objects and things. He then showed her to her own turfle, and she hopped into her own barnacle to get some Fijo. In the middle of the night, she I was going to let play this for a minute, but I want to know what happened. And shouted out, Master of all masters, hop out of your barnacle and slip on your squibs and crackers. White-faced simony got a spark of hot cockalorum on its tail, and unless we throw some pondalorum on high topper mountain, it will all be hot cockalorum. I hope he understood her, and I hope you did, too. If you enjoyed this video, <laughs> go to your local public library and hear some more. Remember to hang up your phone so others can listen as well. Thank you. Thank um, you for listening to a story. To what did we... Right. <laughs> Cockalorum. I can't help but feel lit down by the... Uh, yeah, what happened next? ...story there. Um, well, I tell you what, I didn't like the story. I didn't like the way the guy read it. But I'm guessing that's for people that don't have books. Not everyone has books. You've got books. I've got books. I've got a few, yeah. Loads. Mm. Um, not everyone's got books. I wonder... I haven't got that book oh, for a reason. Oh, Cockalorum, <laughs> which is by, actually, by coincidence, is the title of my autobiography that's coming out uh, in September, Hot Cockalorum. Um, I, don't, I don't know quite what to make of that. That wasn't... It started off as a heartwarming story and then turned into a paedophilic fantasy. Well, I don't know why she didn't just leave. He was clearly uh, why did she, deranged. She, why was she staying there the yeah. night? Um, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. It's going to be one of them shows. This is the late night alternative, weeknights from ten with Ian and Kath on Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the uh, telephone number. So yeah, we used to have things in the the seventy dialer disc where. Five pence for five pence. What was the number for dial a disc? One nine two was direct for inquiries. 
wasn't 101. It was three numbers. And you'd go and you'd listen to a pop record. Played down the phone at very low quality as well. It was, it was very low quality. And you'd go and listen to it. Um, I wonder if there are any recordings of uh, Dial-A-Disc on YouTube. There must be. YouTube.org. Um, Is it? No, it's .com. Dial-A-Disc. Um, uh, 160. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, let's go to uh, Gatford. Good evening, Gatford. I've killed 37 owls. Okay. Um, let's go to Kasif. Hello, Ian. Hello, Kasif. Are you in the same room as your telephone, please? Yes, yes, I am. Yeah, is, your mouse, is your mouse near the telephone, please, Kasif? Yes, yes. There I it is. Yes. Now it is. It wasn't. Now it is. <laughs> yes, yes. I, just, I made a song yesterday because you've become a farmer, you see. Oh, yeah. Can you, let's hear your song. I'd love to hear it. Yeah. Oldie and Lee had a farm, yeah, okay. and on that farm he had some wells, yeah, okay, with Ian tripping in one here and tripping in one there, yeah, trip okay. there, trip everywhere, trip, trip. Oldie and Lee had a farm, yeah, well, you're the only and on that farm, uh, next to that farm there was a strawberry it. farmer, yeah, with Ian stealing strawberries here and stealing strawberries there, yeah, steal there, steal everywhere, stealing. Only only had a farm, yeah, yeah, yo. Okay. And uh, moved in next door was a stalker, yeah, oh, yeah, yo. With dark. a good evening here and a good evening there. Yeah, good evening there, good evening everywhere, okay, good evening. Only only had a farm, yeah, yeah, yo. Okay. Now, you're the only person, Kasif, in Britain who doesn't know the tune to Old MacDonald. Shall yes, I sing it to you so you know the tune? It goes like this. I'm Old Cassif had a face, E-I-E-I-O, and on that face he had my fist, E-I-E-I-O, with a smack, smack here and a punch, punch there, here a punch, there a smack, everywhere a slap, slap. Old Cassif had a face, E-I-E-I-O. Ian, yesterday there was another line, the first line to it, Old Ian Lee had a farm, E-I-E-I-O, which had some owls, E-I-E-I-O. Go back, go away. I think my version was better. How can you not know the tune to Old MacDonald? Also, how can you make owl into owls? <laughs> he added like three syllables. <laughs> owls. Let's go to... Uh, Hello? Hello, John? Hello? Yeah, it's uh, Just about. Yeah, it sounds like you're calling from um, the future. I'm calling from, from, the, from the United States. I'm sorry to hear that. I'm sorry to just about hear that. What can we do for you, John? Yes, I'm calling to talk about my newly published book called The King of Poetry from the Ancient Shores of Ireland. It just it came out in August of 2017. It was published by a, a company called Page Publishing out of Staten Island, New York. So it's quite an old book then. Yeah, it's on BarnesandNoble.com, Google.com. Uh, it's on AppleIT.com. Uh, hang on, let me go. Is it on Amazon? Hello? Yes. <laughs> Is, what's the book called? It's called The King of Poetry from the Ancient Shores of Ireland by King Sir John O'Green II. It's quite a wide book. The King of Poetry by... From the, the Ancient, Ancient Shores, Shores of Ireland. Okay. Don't forget that bit. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Um, and, okay. Um, it's by... Hang on. By, by Sir John L. Green II. That's you, is it? Yes, sir. That's me. 
This book was written in remembrance of the author's long-time teacher and best friend, who was a commercial fisherman and a practising shaman in scrying... Scrying! Numerology, the Ogham alphabet, divination, philosophy, ancient wisdom, herbalism, and bullshine. Twi- yes, sir. Um, all right, okay. How, and how many of these have you sold? Because I, I, I've... Okay, how many of these have you sold? Because I've just seen something here. And I, haven't, I haven't checked my quarterly, quarterly, yet, quarterly yet. It actually just came out in August of 2017. That's, that's but, a year um, ago. Yes, sir. Yeah, well, they told me that sometimes it, t- it takes about two to four years for it to, be- to become popular by supply and demand. J.K. Rollins actually had to wait that long for the Harry Potter. But, so you, but you, so you get quarterly updates, so you should have had at least three updates, maybe even four. Thanks for showing me the fingers there, Kath, in case I couldn't work it oh, out. Trying to be helpful. But, but, <laughs> the, pub- the publisher said that the publisher said that when, when, when they make when they make over a certain amount of money, they, they actually uh, cut me a check okay. if they don't make Because you're selling it for £7.95, and it's only got 28 pages. Right. It's actually 32 pages. It's, it's a cross between Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, uh, the Holy Bible, and my own true life story, uh, encrypted. It's got history, mystery, politics, war, love, peace, Big ancient print. wisdom. Are there pictures, finger spaces? Pardon me? Pictures? Finger spaces? Uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a combination, it's a combination of, of, um, of politics, uh, war, love, peace. Okay. Um, well, I've, okay, here's the thing. Here's the, here's the, because I'm a cool guy, I just ordered a copy of it, right? I can't wait. I just ordered it, but here's the annoying thing. I ordered it on Kindle. I, ha- I haven't got a Kindle, and I meant to order the book. Can I, ret- I how do I return this guy's book that so far has only sold one Can't copy? Can you that's read it be- online? Um, yeah, maybe we can. You can, you can buy it online. You can buy it on Kindle.com or, or you know, Apple. I've, I've, I've bought it. I bought it for a Kindle, but I don't have a Kindle. Um, oh. Read oh, now. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Read now. I'm good. Do you, would you mind if I read some of it now? If you want to. Okay. Um, what? So let's hang on a minute. Let's get some Irish music in the background. Um, and uh, let's, why don't you set the scene before I start reading it? Pardon me. Set the oh, scene. Jesus. Why don't you oh, set okay. the scene? Trying with the books about Okay. Um, it, it's a, it's about it's about apprenticeship. It's about a young man who went through a, a, a lot of many uh, problems with his family in his life. Yep. One day he was walking through the woods of, of Belfast and he, he came across an old man uh, doing a ritual and he didn't know who he was and, and, he, and he, uh, he heard... Well, shall I start reading? Shall I start reading, John? I've literally just bought it. Shall I start reading? Go right ahead. Once upon a time in Ireland's ancient past... There was the king and queen of the tree folk of the ancient children of the Tuatha Denan. They had a child by the name of Sir John L. II, who became the prince of his home township and the heir to the throne. This prophecy of Ireland was written in the ancient scrolls of time, which were handed down to the high priest and the most ancient secret order since the beginning of time for prophecy to be fulfilled and for God's will to be done in the Father, 
the Holy Spirit and the Son. In the year of our Lord, Niacin, 14th CE, at the same, 14th century, at the same time, the great Messiah of Israel, the King of the Jews, and the only begotten Son of the Almighty God was born. Another son was born in Ireland during the Roman occupation of a third of Europe. He was destined to be the greatest poet on the earth. He grew up as a child in perilous times, when life had no value and death had its price to any bounty hunter who found the people of the Tuatha Denon who were to be brought back and tried, dead or alive, for using magic to change the events of the orders given out by the evil magistrate who temporarily controlled all of Ireland through the King and Queen of Dublin when Ireland was at war with England. The child grew into a man, trying to put what happened to him as a child behind him. Realising at the time he was different than other children in his home neighbourhood, the schools he studied in and out of, and of his whole family, but he could not figure out what. So he studied every book of every subject there was. John talked to many philosophers, sociological counsellors and professors of the great universities and still could not figure out what was different. So he became a scholar, a writer, a poet, an artist, a musician, an herbalist, a camper, a hunter, a sailor, a swimmer and a commercial fisherman. John still could not figure out what made him different from other humans. And I think we'll end it there, because I don't want to give away the whole story. John, I, I hope that reading was okay for you. Oh, it was perfect. How, it was perfect. How old are you, John? <laughs> I'm 50. F oh, you're 50? So that's not your mum with you, it's your missus. I'm a half a century old. <laughs> half a century? Mate, I'm only five years behind you, brother. Um, why? Okay. Right, two questions, two questions. First question is, why did you write it? Uh, because I wanted people to know, um, what, what kind of life I had, but I wanted it, I wanted it to be encrypted into a children's story, so, so it'd be, uh, e so it'd be easy to understand, not just for adults, but for children, too. And why, here's, and here's the bigger question, why did you phone us tonight? I'm so glad you did, John, and honestly, I hope you get, I hope you get that money, because I've, I've bought that on Kindle, and I'm, I'm happy to put some money in your pocket, and I hope it shows up on your sales. But why did you call us? I just want people to know that when you're a writer, it's not just, it's not just about the money. It's, it's about the, it's about the person. It's about the writer themselves. It's about the dedication. It's about what's in your heart. It's, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's about the talent. It's about, who you are as a person. When you're, when you're writing a book, no matter what, what you write about or who you write about, you're, you're basically uh, writing about yourself, whether you do it directly or indirectly or not. And, and that's why I'm calling today, because my, my book is, is actually new to the market. It's, it's only been out for about a year, but um, the publisher told me that they were only doing half of the advertising, that I had to do the other half. They didn't tell me how I was or wasn't supposed to. So, like, like thanks or not, so I, I kind of did it my way. Oh, man. I, I, I now have a thank you letter for from the why did you call, Why did you call a UK radio station? Are you just, like, cr looking online for, for, for places? Uh, because uh, I wanted everybody in, in, in England to know about my book. Bless you, man. Well... 
John, listen, you've, you've, you've called. I don't know if any of my listeners will buy it, but I, I, go on, man. It's seven quid. Go and chuck a few quid into this bloke's hat. I've bought it, John, and you're very welcome to give us a call any time you want, mate. I really appreciate the call. Okay. Thank you, I John. Thank you. Take care, fella. We'll speak again. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Cheerio. Bye-bye. Cheerio, indeed. It's John from Clearwater, Florida. He just sold a book. That was a phone call worth making for him, wasn't it? Do we, we haven't done that break, have we? We'll do the break in a second. Um, well, also, I think that that's going to be... Can we clip me reading that? Because that's going to be my showreel. I'm going to send that uh, to Hollyoaks and say, you sure you don't want to give me that job as the horny teacher? I can do accents. I can do accents and emotion. And that was a sight... I, I swear to God, I swear to you, I had not read that before. I was sight reading that. I was sight reading it. And if that's what I can do with a sight reading, imagine if I had a couple of days prep. Gosh. Um, thank you for that, John. I wonder if we could, I wonder if there's, for Christmas special, if we could turn that into a radio play. Um. Let's talk about it now. <laughs> the Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. I'm just reminded, before I went away, the Kinks released a new, I say a new song, it's a 50-year-old song. I think it was from the Village Green Preservation album, which is a great album. And it was, it, so they discovered this lost song. Like Noel Gallagher's discovered an album in the back of his sock drawer. You know that's him being mank, don't you? Yeah. Saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, 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 everyone's written where, down, oh, in your sock drawer, was it? Oh, that's right. Whereas where, where Liam Gallagher's found a new way to store his hand. But, um, uh, so, but this, so this, this kink song just suddenly appeared online. It's stunning. I'll play it after 11, right? Okay. It is, it is stunning. Absolutely. Easily one of the best kink songs ever. And it only came out two weeks ago. I forgot about it because I, I came up before I went to America. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Good evening, Nigel. Oh, good evening, Ian. Good e- Oh, you sound a bit down, Nigel. What's, what's wrong? I am, I am quite fed up still, yeah. I'm, well, I'm bound to be, in I? But I've got so many bills to worry about, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I haven't got enough money to pay them at the moment until the lady comes to sort, you know... The one who's helping me. So what, what bills you got? Yeah. Council tax? No, I know they haven't told me how much rent I've got to pay yet because they're, oh. just, they're still discussing it. I know. thought the rent had been sorted out, but obviously no, not. No, it hasn't. No, the lady's getting back to me over that. So that's a worry on itself. I don't know what's going on. And um, basically, I haven't really got enough money to go to go around because I, I they stopped mum's money when she died. Well, that, so yeah, yeah. I'm £200 short. Two hundred pounds short for what? Well, to pay the bills because I I can't instead of paying twenty pound on each card for me uh, gas and electric, yeah. I can only pay like five pounds or ten pounds because otherwise I won't have any money left. You and uh, yeah. do you understand what I mean? I do understand. Here it begins. Her money combined with mine paid for the bills easier. Right. Know? Okay. Well, here's the thing: there will be there will be because there's one of you there'll be slightly yeah. less electricity and slightly less gas it won't halve well no, I'm, i mean i'm using the telly quite a lot and the heating well well the heating well the heating i've got on because i get cold i get quite shivery when i've been sweating you know so uh, well one suggestion one practical mm. suggestion is put uh, put a couple of jumpers on yeah. and and turn the heating off if you can or turn yeah, it down yeah, by I a need couple to of degrees clothes on the heating cuz i'm washing clothes no put on the heating listen if money if, if, this is a serious mm. bit of advice mm. if money is a real problem and meeting the gas and electricity bills is a struggle mm. you don't want to be drying clothes on the heating cuz that will cost mm. a Fortune. Well, it's not for long. It's only half an hour. Mate, so. that will yeah. cost you a fortune. Yeah, but I have the heating on when I'm in the bed in bed in the morning. That will I get cost cold. you. 
Well, listen, hey, listen, I'm not telling you what to do. No. I'm just no, telling well, you, as someone I, I, who has, as someone, Nigel, Nigel, yes. as someone who has, is, uh, you know, and I'm doing all right at the moment, but as someone who has struggled in the past with money, yes. um, drying clothes on, uh, on the heating is really expensive and it's a okay, luxury. Yeah, I, I don't always do it. It's just... I'm not telling you off. Habit, really. yeah, yeah. I'm not telling you off. I'm just but, saying if yeah, you're worried I've about... I've got a lot to tell you, actually. Okay. Tell okay. You. Well, you, you so, tell me I, and I'll I, just listen then. Yeah, I moved uh, my drum kit, which I was going to take Friday. I, I'm doing Friday, if you, if anyone... It's still on at half past seven at the Village Hall in Yalding. The Yalding Village Hall, 7.30 on Friday. Uh, how long are you going to do? It's just for an hour. I might be singing for an hour. I might not bother with the drumming, so I yeah. might just be singing for an hour. But it's still OK. It's a tribute to your mum. Well, that is a great. A tribute to my mum. And, um... So I, I saw the lady today, and I told her I want to do it on Friday, and she said yes, so that I've just got to... Uh, right. Turn up, yeah, just turn up. And I'll be doing it after me cycling, so I won't be able to have a rest, because I don't get home till six, and so it gives me a bit of time to yeah. have a cup of tea and, yeah. and then, then go around there. Okay. And so um, if anyone wants to come along, I've always, one man on Facebook has already offered to come yeah. on Facebook. What about his dog? <laughs> I don't know no, where he lives. Bring in the dog. <laughs> I don't know where he lives. Anyway. So when, so who... One man and his dog. So who is it? Is it a social worker that's helping you out, work out the bills and the rent yeah, and things? Yeah, no, um... Care uh, worker? Sort of, yeah, a care person that used to come and see me mum. Uh, what happens? Uh, can I ask you a question? Mm. What happens if you haven't got the money to pay the rent and all the bills? What would you well, do no, then? um, she's going to work it out, so that, but maybe I'll get more benefit because, from, you know, for being under the doctor with my tablets and things, you know. So. They don't always give, they mm. don't tend to mm. give any more benefit. I, I, I would imagine, do you see this care worker quite a lot before your mum died? Uh, yes. So she would have helped you get those benefits you've got already? Would she? No, no, she didn't get me those benefits. Okay, they well maybe there's a few more benefits you're entitled yeah. to, but you mm. you tend, you, you might um, get um, PIPs, or something. they've all changed the name, it would have yeah. been DLA, Disability yeah, yeah. Living Allowance. I'll you, probably have to go to the job centre again and have another interview, I expect. Yeah. And get, try and get my money but, raised. But supposing you couldn't, bit. have you got a backup plan if you couldn't meet the rent? No, no. Okay, no. Well, okay. well make sure, I just, when are you meeting her again? Oh, she's coming probably sometime at the end of this week. Um, All right. Well, you have a good help. chat with her. Oh, yeah, what I was going to tell you. I yes. told you what I was going to tell you. I was getting my drum kit out of the corner of Mum's bedroom, to, and it's all ready to take. I probably will. I might get someone to get help me to take it round. Yeah. So I might be drumming as well. And uh, I come in, I found Mum's um, will. Yeah. She, but she, I didn't know she did one, and I found her will, and it says all the belongings in the house go to me, Mr. Nigel Reader. Which is good, isn't That's it? That's good. Down. Yeah. And, and, uh, and um, also, I found um, 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 a life insurance that she's been paying for. and it's, uh, So I'll probably get that later on. Um, you know the life insurance? Yeah, yeah, she's been yeah. paying for years. Okay. That, she, that will be going... So, so the lady that's coming here is going to have a look at the documents and see whether we can get some money. OK. Well, we'll so I know a lot it, of people are wishing you a lot of luck, Nigel. Yeah, and it says on the document, um, 1,400 um, at the end of the page. So that may be what I'm going to get, I okay. think. OK, well. Um, well, she's been paying life insurance. I must get something back, surely. Um, you know, not you would think, but not always. You know, you, I don't. Well, they I don't take know some time. These things. To they take some time. They take some time, and I know that, that that getting hold of money that is entitled to someone isn't as easy as it sounds. No, no. 
sometimes. But, but it's all it's all ticked off. She's lot there's lots of pages where she's ticked uh, ticked all the things off, okay. all the boxes. So she's done oh. that. Well, Nigel, listen, are you going to sing tonight? Because we've only got three minutes you, left. I'll sing you a tribute. Uh, I was going to do um, I miss you again. All right, one. yeah, do that. We've got three minutes, so you take yeah. it away, fella. Here we go. Then. Here we go. Thanks.
night, Nigel. Your mum will be proud. We've got to go to Thank the news, you. fella. You have a good night. Thank you very much. Take Thank care, you. fella. Tutty bye. Uh, this is The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Time lives our lives with us Walk side by side with us Time is so far from us But time is among us Time is ahead of us Above and below us Is standing beside us And looking down on us When we were young And our bodies were strong We thought we'd sail into sunsets When our time came along Now that we're nearing the end of the line Time has changed, time will heal Time will mend and conceal In the end everything will be fine And if we concentrate Time will heal all the hate All in good time Wasting our time Suddenly it's too late Time has come and can't wait There's no more time We go on drifting on Dreaming dreams, telling lies Generally wasting our time Fifty years. He was twenty-four. I just checked. He was twenty-four when he wrote that. And it's 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 an old mate. If he'd written that now, you go, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, world weary, isn't it? Mm. It's great. It only just came out two weeks ago. He did it fifty years ago. How did that? And the Kinks. I'm going to be honest. I love the Kinks. They've released a lot of crap, right? How did they sit on that one? How does that get lost in the sock drawer? In- it's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. It's on YouTube. You wonder what else they've got. Yeah, it does. Uh, Kinks time song. It, it's, it's a stunner, and it kind of snuck out a few weeks ago, and it's an absolute joy. Um, good evening, dear listener. I've just posted a statement on Twitter about what we talked about in the first hour. Be really grateful if you could retweet it. Maybe if you know people in the you know in the newspapers, if you could retweet it, to read it, and and um, if you want to maybe if you want to print it or laminate it. And no, I'm just saying it's it's. I've just tweeted it. Do you think you should? It's fine. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I tell you what. Shania Twain's 53 today. Mm. That don't impress me much. You're still the one I cling to. Oh, we're getting the medley, are we? The one I want to sing. You know, I nearly kissed her once. Yeah, and then she moved. It was a, it was a comedy piece for a television show, but we, uh, we went in for the snog, and then it cut. The shot cut. She's one... Man, I feel like a woman. Trump, 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 Trump supporter, isn't it? I've not finished. What? Yeah. Shut up. Don't. That's fake news. 
I'm no, she's not. I'm pretty sure she no, is. No, she's not. She then came out and said those those that statement was taken out of context. Fake and she, news. She was not a Trump supporter, but she just thinks people should vote for who for whom to whom they wish to vote for. And I I agree with that. Shania Twain apologizes Thank for you. saying she would have voted for Trump. Yeah, it's an accident we can all make. She's Canadian, so she can't even vote. Yeah. So because they don't have mm. democracy in Canada. Can, Canada. On Twitter on oh, Sunday, sorry. this is ages ago, she said the question caught her off guard and she regrets her answer. I'm passionately against discrimination of any kind and hope it's clear from the choices I've made and the people I stand with that I do not hold any common moral beliefs with the current president. Yeah, someone's out of word. She's put a red hat away. A pair of man's, sh- man's shirt and a see-through skirt That don't impress me much So you're Brad Pitt? Who gives a stuff? I'm Shania Twain So you're Brad Pitt? Who gives a stuff? I love her. It's a great song. That don't impress me much Great singer, great, great singer, great songer, uh, songwriter, songwriter. I lost Great my... looking lady! Well... She looks hot! Th- she looks hot! I want to lick her body, even though she's 53, oh I want to lick her body. God. I want to lick her booty. Oh, my. I want to lick Shania Twain's boots and her booty. I'm going to lick Shania Twain's boots and booty and her local branch of boots. That's how much I love that woman. And I'm going to fire a gun. Not at her. Into the sky, I'm gonna toss my hat into the sky and shoot it, and then I'm uh, I'm gonna lick her her boo, her boyfriend, her boo. I'm gonna lick everything beginning with boo, booty, boots, B- boots the shop. I know boo. And then I'm gonna then no. I'm gonna play a record. Okay, it's 2018, mate. You can't say that stuff anymore. Yes, you can. She's a fine-looking lady. Mm. You saying I can't say a lady looks fine and want to lick her all over her booty and her boots? A booty's private, man. Private, private booty. <laughs> it's the title of my autobiography coming out in September. Um, available via download, Kindle and Down. All good Kindle shops. God. Um, hey, I told you about that um, dating site, didn't I? Oh, okay, Just on. for bearded men. Oh, yeah, what's this? Grizzlers. Br- Bristler. Bristler. Oh, Grizzler. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of growlers. <laughs> we discussed that as I'm well. That always, should be a sight. I'm always thinking of growlers, and that's that's why I got divorced. Me, me and Katie Puckett were talking about that. Oh, yeah, now I'm thinking of yours and Katie Puckett's growlers because of L7 on the word moving a guitar. What happened? The ge- she exposed the guitar- her, her growler. Yeah, she was starkers. She she dropped her trousers. Dirty cow. And they did a close up on her guitar just towards the end of the show. That was risky business. She moved a, the uh, guitar. I bet it was old school expose, hairy. Yeah, proper nineties yes. growler. Yes, yes, man. That's the that. Anyway, it's not. I'm trying anyway, to keep the show a little bit more family friendly. But you can't. Bristler is for men for men with beards. Okay, it, and is it and is excessive it, hair? Is it is it gay? Is it gay men? I'm going to check. Bristler. No e, connecting those with beards to those who want to stroke them. <laughs> uh, Create your free account today. Do you have a beard? Yes or no? Yes. Let's create an account for the show. No. Okay. Is there a, is there a hookup site for single d- uh, dads? Because you, you I've been it? thinking a lot, dads. Oh, oh, dilfs. Oh my god. Dilbert. 
Because I've been thinking a lot about what you said, and you're telling me that basically America was hot, for, was horny for me mm. when I was over the there, world and is I didn't now. know about it. The world is now because you're a man, right? Single mums get a bad name. Yeah, single mums. Oh, it's their flats. own fault. Council, they have babies to get council flats. We know that. You see him pushing a pram with a fag on, and that's just the babies. Single dads. Hey. Oh, bless him. Is he's been really? left in the lurch, and he's doing his bit. God, what a man. Magnet. Magnet. So I am... Par- now we don't stream the show on YouTube and iTunes. Uh, YouTube and Periscope. And, and thanks to the people... <laughs> We've had several people, a handful, a clutch of people say, well, you've lost a listener. Well, just to let you know, you're you're listening on that that way. Didn't actually count as a listening figure anyway. So some guy sent me this really stroppy message. Well, I y- used YouTube to get a reminder that your show was on, and uh, I can't listen any of those. So you've lost a listener. Well, hang on a minute. First of all, the decision came from above me. Secondly, what am I what am I supposed to do with that information? And I, I don't want to you know flag up something that may not happen. But we're looking at other ways, right? It's it's not. The, the, there are the, the bosses, the powers that be, are looking at other ways of there being a visual, live visual representation of the show. Okay, so just you know, maybe a few, maybe six months off, maybe a year off. The move to the next place has been put off, put back. <laughs> I was told today by Danny Kelly. Let me just um, put my surprise face on. <laughs> oh, I can't find it. <laughs> it's been put back. It's, it, we were supposed to move in there two and a half years ago, and it's yeah, next three months. Ah, it's been put back. And Danny Kelly tonight. Ah, it's been put back. Of course it has. It must be before Christmas. No, we're not. Uh, but so, you know, don't raise your hopes. But I, I'm going to be honest, because um, we used to have, for those who don't know, there'd be a, my phone would be set up to the left of me here on a tripod and it would film us. Um, last night was the first show I did without the, the thing, because the powers that be said we don't actually want it done in that way. But we, we're not against the idea forever. Okay? I don't and just for everyone's hopes. information, that's everyone that works here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And on the other stations. Virgin, TalkSport, everybody, right? So it's, okay. Um, but it's still primarily my fault. Um, it's because I slagged off a mobile DJ. Um, it's not. But um, but I found last night's show without the camera. Mm-hmm. I found it so much easier. I found it so much easier. I, forgot, I was like, oh, yeah, this is what it used to be like. Yeah, no when pressure. we concentrated on who we were talking to, yeah. whether that was at home or on the phone. Yeah. And so I wasn't, I wasn't looking at the, twi- the, the, the YouTube comments, which is fine. But also I wasn't... Breaking up fights. Wasn't breaking up fights. And I wasn't... Uh, during the, the the breaks in the news, I could talk to Kath freely about what we might do next, what little little bits of theatre we might do next, without thinking, are we going to give anything away? It just felt more relaxed. just felt more relaxed. So actually, um, I don't think it's the greatest idea in marketing, but um, as, a, as, a, as a performer, as a presenter, I actually found last night's show a, a heck of a lot easier to do. I'm finding tonight's show a heck of a lot easier to do. And everybody who's like, well, you've lost a listener. Do you know what? You ain't the kind of listeners we want. <laughs> really, if you're going to switch off because you can't watch a radio show, well, then bye. Go and watch um, Taskmaster on Dave. Tell me what's good, though. Four in a bed. You might like that. It's probably on demand. Or you can watch um, Day 5, which is now on um, Pick. It's on Pick. We had them on the other day when mm. you were away. Oh, good. Uh, we had great, great guests. Great guests. Um, and uh, I believe that... Hey, so um, Wayne Kramer is definitely happening. Kick out the jams, brothers and sisters! Getting sent the book. And then he's coming on next week, which is great news. So I've become... Oh, let's do the ads. <laughs> 
Late night conversation worth losing sleep over. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Um, I'm not allowed to talk about it, but I will a little bit. No, what? So no, today I did a speed awareness course. Um, I broke the law. I broke the law, and I I. Did I, I served my sentence. I served it well. Served my time. Served no, it well. No, you didn't. You did I, detention instead. No, no, no. No. I was in prison for three and a half hours. We finished early. Uh, I got let out for good behaviour. <laughs> I was in prison for three and a half hours. I could not leave that um, meeting room in that hotel in Luton. Otherwise, I would be I would be tasered with three points on my drive. Not literally tasered. Metaphorically tasered with three points on my driving licence and a, mm-hmm. an excessive fine. So I had to go through... An excessive fine or a justified fine because you did the wrong thing? Well, no, excessive. I went to this prison camp today to uh, avoid the points and avoid the fine. I think I had to pay more because I had to pay for the course. I yeah. think I paid like a hundred pounds for the course. But no points. Um, and I'm and I I can't tell you about the people I met. Let's just say I was the joker of the class. I got a lot of laughs. You'd have been very proud of me, guys. Got a lot of laughs. Said some funnies. Got a lot of the answers right as well. Well, that's the important thing. You're not there uh, to have fun. Oh, I've got. I can show you. Um, You're there to learn. I can show you the book. My workbook. There's my workbook. I can't. The gentleman I told you about. That I can't, I'm not allowed to send the radio because it's supposed to be confidential, but 60 miles an hour in a s- single lane carriageway. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, what's a dual, okay, hang on. What's a dual lane carriage? What's a, it's a dual carriageway. What's a dual carriageway, please, Catherine? It's got two lanes huh? going in the same direction. No, it hasn't. No, it hasn't. Sam, do you drive? Come on the microphone, buddy. Hey. What, what's a dual carriageway, mate? Um, a double laned road on both sides incorrect answer oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand you just failed your test you just failed your test oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand you google it and i'll come around and i smash flipping fingers in um, smash the keyboard up what is a dual carriageway oh you don't know oh catherine thing is i don't need to know because i don't break the law yeah okay well then what's the um speed limit on a dual carriageway uh dual Mm. 70 when you're towing a caravan I haven't got a caravan. You haven't let me finish the question. I haven't got a caravan, mate. Okay. About, f- about 50. Okay, but it's not. It's 60. What's the speed limit on a single carriageway? You 60. don't even. We only know that because you looked at my book. No, I don't. I know that because I know the law. I didn't write down anything. I've else not got in it. any points ever. They, they were t- they, there's bits in there we had to fill in. Um, what consequences might there be if you're involved in a collision? What stops you from driving? And he said, right, everybody, write, write down your answers and we'll talk about it in a minute. But he'd made a mistake. He said it. At the start, I can't make you write down any answers. It's like you sat there. Sat there. Make, make me. Can't make me. You can't make me. You can't make me. It's that kind of attitude that got you in there in the first place. Well, I was a bit late, so I had to really motor to get there. But <laughs> what's a dual, what is a dual carriageway? Come on. Tell me. Tell me now. It's got more than one lane on it. Incorrect. What then? Incorrect. All right. All right. All right. <clears throat> oh, so it's, it's only got one lane then? No, it's got more than one lane. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. What's a single carriageway? What's a single carriageway, Catherine? One lane. Incorrect. Sam, get on that microphone now. You've got, you can drive. Can he drive? Can you drive? Yeah. What's a single carriageway, mate? A, a one-laned road. 
Incorrect answer. You are what is wrong. You are broken Britain. You are We're Brexit. Not. You are Trump's... No, no, no. You don't even know... You don't even know the name of the road. I've not caused any problems, no, you, you will do. You don't know the name of You don't know the name of the road. Let's go to Paul. Evening, Paul. Ian, I know the answer, mate. Could you educate these idiots for me, please, Paul? First of all, what is it? What is it? What is a single carriageway? A single carriageway is a road with any amount of lanes, but it's not separated by a central road. Oh, boily, boily, boily! Bam, bam, bam! It can have any number of lanes. Thank you, Paul. And Paul, can I ask you another question, mate? Of course. What's a dual carriageway? Hang on a second. Hang on a Stop second. Stop a minute, because, right, any number of lanes but not separated by a central reservation. Yeah. Well, then it's not going to yeah. have that many lanes, is it? No, it could have four. Could have could have four. That's very dangerous. Um, I'm going to film Catherine now. No, you're not. Uh, um, could, you, could you please, um, Paul, tell Catherine what a dual carriageway is? Uh, same, same kind of thing. A dual carriageway can have any number of lanes, but it has to be separated by central reservation. Oh, yeah, boyly! Feel the humiliation. That's going on. That's going up on YouTube. That no, it's video not. I, I don't do. give permission. I've got, doesn't, I've this stopped isn't it. a public area. I've stopped. You're it. not allowed to film in here. First of all, I'm going to tell Uncle Rupert. No, fine. Okay. First of all, I stopped it before you said you don't give permission. So that's not part of the film. I've Secondly, said it on air. It's not a public area. Third, no, it's not. It's yeah, private. Exactly. No filming exactly. allowed in here. No, apart from these cameras. Incorrect. No live streaming allowed in here. Oh yes, mate. You're not allowed to put anything out that comes in. Bull, that is, in here. That is. Balls. That is balls. Well, let's see, shall we? Yeah, let's see, because I'm, I'm you about to... You do it. Official complaint from me. Okay, mate. I'm going to up- upload it to my computer. See what you've done, Paul. You you're, ring... a, you're an SH1T stirrer, Paul. Can you ring Denny? <laughs> um, Paul, uh, thank you for that. And, and isn't it isn't it worrying, Paul, to know that so, so many people, when it comes to driving, are thick... It is, but I learned that at Speed Awareness course as well. So, oh, uh... so you're also a rule breaker. Well, you, just the once. You've got. Hey, listen, listen. Just the once. Listen. You, you, Could have killed someone. Listen. Einstein was a rule breaker, right? Einstein was a rule breaker. Gandhi. Gandhi was a rule breaker. Nelson Mandela was a rule breaker. Hitler broke rules. These people all broke rules. Maybe scratch the last guy off. Actually, that's that doesn't that doesn't um doesn't. But the other three dudes. They all broke rules, and they changed the world. And that's what me and Paul are doing. We are changing no, the world. they didn't have to go to a remedial class like you did. Oh, yeah, sorry, around the intellectual insults. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. No, remedial is in remedy your problem. I'll remedy your face in a minute. <laughs> violence now, eh? No, who said violence? I didn't say violence. What's wrong you, with my face? You said violence. What's with the personal where, insults? Where do you want me to start? Paul, thank, uh, Paul uh, when did you do your, um, your course? Uh, about a year or so ago, I think. It, and isn't it the most boring thing in the world? Honest to God, it's like four hours of oh, being told off. Tell you what's more boring, <laughs> being told about it afterwards by someone <laughs> who's gone, and I've not had to. It is like four hours of being told off. i tell you the one interesting thing I learned. <laughs> did, did, did you learn about horse chestnut trees? No. Right. Catherine, I'm not playing. If this is not. This is not. This is just a question from a mate to a mate, a man to a woman. You better ask someone else then. Um, if there's a horse chestnut tree planted, why is there a strong chance you can? If say you're at the crest of a hill, the brow of a hill, let's call it, and there's a horse chestnut tree, why is there a strong chance you're going to find on the other side of that hill? This is a great one. Kids collecting conkers. You're an idiot. Uh, do you know Paul? Is it, I, I'm guessing it's going to be a fjord, is it? 
in a fjord? What, in, we're not in Norway. <laughs> Paul, you're a good sport. Thank you, mate. Let's see if uh, Simon is. Simon? Yeah? If uh, you're coming, approaching the brow of a hill and yeah. you see a horse chestnut tree planted by the side of the road, why is there a strong chance you're going to see on the other side of that hill, buddy? Um... No. No, don't know. Um... Well, what did... What... What, um... Here's a question. You can work this out, guys. I'm going to give you... I'm going to help you a bit. What, what are horse chestnut trees for? Conkers. Okay, for conkers. They're, they're also, they also serve a practical purpose. Horse chestnut. This is a great you one. You wouldn't find horses the other side. Well, not in the last couple of centuries. But horse chestnut trees were planted to offer shelter for horses. So, hmm. where are they going to shelter horses? That's right, a pub. You're likely to, if you see a horse chestnut tree at the side of the road, there's going to be a pub nearby. Oh! 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 Suddenly, because I broke the law, 36 and a 30, because I broke the law, right, now I know more stuff than you, because I've been rehabilitated, and it's interesting stuff. It's very interesting stuff. stuff. Am I still on? Unfortunately, Simon, yes, because both of my hands are pointing at my chest in a very self-important okay. fashion, which means it's difficult for me to cut you off. I've, okay, well, I've done five of these courses now. So they're working then? <laughs> no. That means you, because you can only do one every three years. Yeah, well, two of them were in different districts. Yep. They were, they were... No, they were no, that's breaking the law. You can only do a course within mm. three years. I know someone who's well, been la- doing that as well. The that- last one, I actually, I couldn't face the last one, so I opted for the points instead. But the thing, my issue with them is that, um, you, you know they put all the emphasis on the difference in five miles an hour, the difference in speed? Yeah. It, it doesn't work Sorry. because they don't. What they say is that, you. Clearly, what they fine. say is if you stop at thirty, um, yeah. you, you'll get to a certain point, and you'll, you, you put the brakes on at thirty. You'll get to a certain point yeah. and be zero. If you if you put the if you're going at thirty two and you put the brakes on at the same point, you'll you'll when you hit that point where you stop yeah. before, you'll be going at eleven miles an hour. But, but and if you has. stop at thirty, if you go in at thirty five and you hit the brakes at the same point at the point you originally stopped, you'll be going eighteen miles an hour. You're now but telling me has. that's bullshine. Yeah, because if I'm driving a Robin Reliant, then that might that might work. If I'm driving a double-decker bus or an articulated lorry... No, no, now you're being a dick, and I would have called you up in that, because they're saying that they're saying that that's, that's an average, and that it yeah. doesn't factor in uh, reaction time, and also that the, um, the juggernauts these days have got amazing brakes on. So that doesn't yeah. count. Ca- what you're saying doesn't count. You're, you're just like a weight. troublemaker. Weight is what I'm saying. They don't factor in weight into the equation. Uh, but, but, they, they, but they made that clear! No, they didn't make it You're being obtuse! Well, you're being obtuse, and you need to go and do another one, Simon. Let's go to Robert. Good evening, Robert. Been some show tonight, huh? Ornithology, Robert. Oh, it's, it's, it's Robin, eh? I've been looking at tits in trees. Oh come, oh, come on, man. You've got, you got, you've got to raise your game. We are, this, sh- this whole show, um, this whole show 
is hanging by a thread. We've been given a yellow card. You coming on and doing that material is really not going to help. That's serious. I've got a family of blue tits in the tree outside. Okay, thanks Thanks very much for calling. Big tits. Oh, I tried to cut him off then, and that didn't work. Big tits shouldn't have been broadcast. I apologise for that. That should not have gone out. I thought I'd cut him off. Um, Billy Stanley says, I attempted to call in just now to ask how Nigel from Maidstone was really getting on. Well, you didn't, because your number didn't come up on the screen, Billy. You've got to dial the number. 0344 499 is the telephone number. You've got to dial it. It didn't show up on the screen, mate. So that is a lie. Uh, this is The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. I'm going to tell them what you said. So what is a, what is a dual carriageway, Catherine, for the safety of your children? <clears throat> Something you don't speed on. It's It can be... Any Anything com- with no central with a central reservation, yep, yep, yep. and that can be one Single lane. Carriageways got no central reservation. Exactly. Can have loads of lanes. Don't exactly. Matter. I mean, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it, it sounds like it's not important, but yeah, I guess kids' lives aren't. I didn't get caught speeding, mate. No, and and do you know what? There you've said it. There you've summed up your philosophy. You've summed up your disgusting. What you got caught on purpose? Did you? No. Oh, you go. I wouldn't get caught. Well, I'm, I'm not. I wouldn't speed again. You wouldn't get caught because you're cleverer than the law. All right, Cluso. Yeah, all right. <laughs> you're cleverer than the law. You won't get caught. So you'll break the law. Don't you'll break the kids, law. You'll put kids' lives at risk, but you won't get caught doing it. No. Hit and run, you are. That's what you are. Wow, that's not what I said. That's what you meant. And the listener... It's not up to me. The listener knows what you meant. The listener knows. I think they do know. Exactly. I think they do. That's the thing. They do, though. I know, but, but they do know, though. Some of them don't. Not all a of them A lot of them don't know. Many, many, many actually don't have a clue. I'm going to give you that. But Some. there'll be one. Yeah, there we go. If we're He's lucky. got an inkling. If she's listening tonight. Um, at the Minnesota State Fair, one lucky princess, this is great, gets her likeness carved into butter. There's a butter lady. Look at that. <laughs> oh, my God. But what I'd do if I had a butter me is, first of all, I'd make that the mouth wider. And, <laughs> and then when I'd finished doing that, I'd just get slices of bread and just wipe it across my forehead. <laughs> That's what I do. It's, it's incredible. It's on Twitter. Um, Butter sculptures, though, are a thing, aren't they? I told you about when my sister and brother-in-law went on one of their first holidays together. They went to quite a posh hotel. And there was, like a, there was a big sculpture yeah. in the uh, breakfast room of a castle. Wow. Yeah, like this, all this buttery goldenness. Yeah. I thought we'll have some of that. So they took they 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 took their knives and their little side plates. Oh. They took a chunk each and went no. and sat down. No, you're not meant to. With, well, why was it there then? To look beautiful. Well, anyway, they took a chunk each, sat down, got their bread rolls, chose yeah. the softest ones from the basket. You yeah. know the nice ones, yeah. not the ones with the bits on. And attempted to spread the butter. Yeah. It wasn't butter. What was it? Thing? It was wax. Eesh. Todd County, 20-year-old, is Minnesota's 2018 Princess K of the Milky Way. What does that mean? What does she win? Rebecca Paskovitz had her likeness carved in butter. A young woman from Todd County has been crowned... By the way, if there are any um, darers... What? Darers? Diarists out there... What? ...that could carve me into butter, I would love it. I would love it. I could probably have a go at that. Okay, would you? I made a sorting hat. Well, how hard can it be? <laughs> you make got a very similar face. <laughs> you, right, that's tomorrow. Have you got time to make no, a I me out of... I time tomorrow. Well, you're a, you're a, you're a uh, knob tease. 
Oh, that was and quick, you're the knob. That was quick thinking. No, a knob of butter. Oh. Don't, what you're doing with your eyes, by the way, I don't think you can do it. Emma. It's not politically correct. <laughs> I've got an itchy eye. Um, a young woman from Todd County has been crowned the Minnesota, Minnesota State Fair's 65th Princess K of the Milky Way. I'm Princess K. Rebecca Paskovitz, a 20-year-old college student from Browerville, was crowned Wednesday night. She'll How old? serve 20. Bit old for that, isn't she? She'll serve as the official goodwill ambassador for nearly 3,000 Minnesota dairy farm dairy farm families. She's also had a <laughs> like a dairy farm. I, I don't know. Well, this is, I think this is her speaking. Hang on. At this moment, I couldn't feel more blessed, and I don't know if there's better words to encompass how I'm feeling than honored and humbled by this opportunity. I love each of the girls I was able to be with this week, and more than that, I love the dairy farmers of Minnesota, as they've given me a place to not only call home, but represent this year as a representative of Minnesota. Okay. Isn't it old-fashioned, though? Uh, it's great. Twelve county di- dairy princesses competed for the Princess K title. Blaze Dankers of... And none of these names are real names. I'm going to read some of the best names you're ever going to... Uh, uh, Gavin, stay there. Come to me. I'm going to read you some of the best names you've ever heard in your life, right? These are all the people that competed. Blaze Dankers of Plainview, representing Wabasha County, and Carissa Lindquist of Kirkhoven, representing Candiohee County, were runners-up. Catherine Cathji of Richmond, Ashley Mouse of Freeport, Julie Mullenbach of Rose Creek um, were named scholarship winners. Lindquist was also named Miss Congeniality. Princess K candidates are judged on their general knowledge of the dairy industry. Wow. Communication skills and... Udders. And they're not... Enthusiasm for dairy. <laughs> oh, she had that. She had that. Midwest Dairy sponsors the Princess K program, which is funded by dairy farmers through their promotion checkoff. During her year-long reign as Princess K of the Milky Way, Paskovitz will work to connect consumers to the state's dairy farm families through conversations, classroom visits, and speaking. Okay, children, put your books away. We got a very special guest. It's Princess K of the Milky Way here to talk about butter. Well done, Princess K. But her first. So it's her instead of putting a video on. This is the best story ever. And I've, I've got a story about a drive through brothel coming up, and this is better than that. But her first official duty was to sit in a rotating cooler in the dairy building for nearly six hours on what? Thursday to have her likeness sculpted in a 90-pound block of butter. This year marks... right. I would try and get hold Why of this Why did she woman. have to sit in the cooler? Couldn't they just take a picture? Can we get can we get the girl who won? And also, I want this woman as well. This year marks butter sculptor Linda Christensen's forty seventh year carving the winner's likeness. She must be tired. So we want uh, uh, we want Rebecca Paskovitz and <laughs> Linda Christensen. Uh, that is a great story. Rebecca, how is she spelling Rebecca? The usual way. Uh, uh, R-E-B-E-K-K-A, so no. I knew there'd be a K in there. Uh, and what's her surname? Paskovitz. How are we spelling this? P-A-S-K-E-W-I-T-Z. OBS. Just look up um, at, mid- mid- the at Midwest Dairy. So you got to do. I'll retweet that. That's a, that's a great story. going to retweet that. Uh, let's get her on the show. I want to hear her. I want, well, this is what the show is missing, right? People enthusing about dairy products. This is what the show is missing. This is what we need. We're already Britain's most listened to late night phone in show. Well, um, uh, and uh, uh, so let's get the dairy 
queen on. You know milk doesn't agree with me anymore. Well, you don't have to lick her. Um, like her, sorry, like her. I've got her um, Twitter. Let's go to. I'll get. Tweet well, her. tweet her, but also tweet at Midwest Dairy because I think it'd be more possible if it goes straight through them as well because they own her ass, a buttery ass now. Butter up your ass. She's got to be enthusiastic. She should be saying yes to everything milk wise. Yep, steady on, man. Good evening, Billy. Hello, Ian. You all right? I'm all right, mate. I'm excited that we're going to get a Dairy Queen coming on. Oh, very nice. I didn't quite catch the conversation about the dairy, a dairy. Um, the dairy crane, unfortunately. Okay, well, I don't know why, because you were on the phone listening. You could have, you had that in, uh, you should have had that blasting into your ear. Well, you could say that. You could say that. And I did. What you got for us, Billy? Um, I just wanted to catch up and see how Nigel from Maidstone was getting on. Oh, was that you who tweeted? Yeah, I did try, actually try calling her earlier, Bull. but it didn't Bull. go through. Well, did you hear Nigel calling just before 11? I did, yeah, but it didn't seem... His usual self, obviously. For, for the what what was interesting is because you said you want to know how he's really getting on. We don't know yeah. any more than you do. We, what we get is what we hear, um, and, uh, and and that's it. So, so I, I have no inside information um, beyond beyond that. And you know, Nigel is is. Um, well, I don't want to. Okay. You know, he's going through a lot with the loss of his mum and suddenly being presented with, with you know, adult responsibility in terms of bills and, and rent yeah. and things like that. And um, you will have heard as well that, I, you know, I tried to offer a few suggestions and Nigel doesn't want to hear those suggestions. And that's fine. And, you know, that's fine. Um, what, what do I know about anything? So he's 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 very independent and very forthright. And, um, you know, I, we hope he'll be OK. Oh, good, good, good. That's all we got for you, man. That's all we got. And I, but you're a good person for, for, for caring. And, uh, I know there are a lot of people listening who do care. And, um, it's kind of heartbreaking to listen to hmm, one of our more vulnerable listeners, perhaps, um, you know, struggling. And we've had a few people say, Hey, let's set up a GoFundMe. No, we're not going to because that's not our role. Yeah. We have no idea. I've got no, you know, who knows? He, he might be sitting on a fortune for all we know. We've got no idea. And also, if we gave him money, I don't know if that money would be spent appropriately. What does appropriately mean? You know, it becomes a very complicated thing. And also, if he's, if, if, if for example, he was struggling to meet his rent now, the first month after his mum has passed away. Yeah. Well, then where's he going to be in six months? You know, you, you, you can fill the gap for a little bit, you know, for a month, two, three months with a GoFundMe. But um, beyond that, you know, at some point, real life has to has to be addressed. And I think by us, you know, chipping in and it, 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 it doesn't actually help him in the long term, I guess, is what I'm trying to say, Billy. If you get my Yeah, fair dues, fair dues. All right, man. You're a good man for asking, though, Billy. Thank you, mate. No trouble. Speak soon. Ta-ta. Bye-bye. What a nice guy. Gavin, stay there. Come to you in a bit. 0344 499 1000. This is Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Um, Weeknights from 10, The Late Night Alternative, Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle. You can listen um, on DAB. You can download the Talk Radio app or go to any of the radio apps that you can get. Or you can go to talkradio.co.uk. No YouTube or Periscope for now. And may not be for may not be again. May not be for a while. Um certainly won't be done by me. 
Um, and you know what? That's cool, man. I think this, the last night's show and tonight's show have been absolute belters, and it's partly because we haven't got camera on us. Um, if you missed my announcement at the start of the show, if you go to my Twitter, I'll put it on my Facebook page as well, actually, in a bit. But if you go to at Ian Lee or facebook.com slash Ian Lee, I'll do that after 12, you'll, uh, you'll see an official statement for me, and that's kind of my final word on it. Um, so... Thank you. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We've talked about Butter Queens, Shania Twain. Um, oh, you bash your elbow. No, I just did that thing where you know there's a part of your elbow that if you um, lean on it, it makes you wince. Mm. That I've still got numb fingers, by the way. Six months later. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Um, you wouldn't know. You really do. Thank you. No. Soldier on. <clears throat> Excuse oh me. dear. Sorry. Um, let's go to Gavin. Good evening, Gavin. Oh, good evening, Ian. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing very well, Gavin. How's, oh, how's your fantasy uh, world coming along these days? Uh, my life is actually really good at the moment. Thanks for asking, man. Yeah, I'm doing not so bad. Okay. Yes. So, yeah. what I want to establish is who is the most illegal out of you and Cab tonight? Go on. Yeah, because you were you were having sort of like a competition about who was the most illegal. I can't, 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 Gavin. Because, listen, Kath told me that you phoned in last week, and there was, there was a little bit, there was a little bit of argy-bargy. And, um, and I worry, Gavin, that, um, I don't believe a word you say when you phone up the show. I'm going to come out and say it, right? Uh, and I'm no, not that's a... perfectly right. Um, uh, and I had a I had a word with your producer off air because my producer my producer's Ka- my producer's Catherine. Um, no, the when it was Katie and Catherine. Okay, my yeah, producer's and, Catherine. Um, so Catherine you... accused me of making stuff up. Okay. Oh no, I did not. Yeah, you not did on air. I'm um, Hannah that was on the phone. Um, we had we had words off air. Hannah Haley, no. Haley, sorry, um, I do apologise. No, I didn't say anything about you making yeah, things up on um, air. I, I listened to it on on. I um, said on that you would no. Said, but I said that you. Can I finish? Fine. Sorry. I sorry, said I said that you were trying to suggest that Katie and I had had a conversation and made comments that we hadn't made, just simply hadn't happened. No, what happened was, and it came out on air. You said this is the guy that phones up and makes um, things up. And oh. I said, can you substantiate that? And I spoke to uh, Hayley off air, and she said she'd have a word with you. Well, she didn't, because she knows quite well that that didn't happen. Here's the thing. I mean, do we want to do, pl- do we want to do this, Gavin? No, I didn't. This, this was, seriously wasn't my idea. Why did you... T- well, OK, all right. Why did you tell um, one of my listeners that you were going to kill yourself last week? Um, because that was probably what I was going... Oh, you're talking about. No, let's the, not mention uh, any names. But let's not mention names. But I, I, I have had an email from someone in great distress who was offering you a helping hand, um, and and you told them that you were you were going to top yourself. Um, now, that puts a lot of response. And I'm not saying any of this to shame you, and I'm not saying any of this to have a go at you. But I just worry that you phoning up and um, um, saying stuff that is untrue, that may may appear true to you, but in, in the real world is untrue. Because um, I'm going to put my cards on the table. I don't believe most of the stuff you phone in about. Um, uh, um, well, I, I'll put my cards on the table and say, 
my cards knock your cards out of the park. In your in your opinion, I, d- I don't believe the car crash. I don't believe that you're being attacked by your dad and living in the house. Mean? I don't believe you going to buy a car. I don't believe any of that, and that's fine, and that's my position to be in. And if I'm wrong, I apologise. But no, I'm I allowed to say I that. Provided with evidence. How I don't. Wa- I don't want evidence. Um, I can just prove you wrong like that. Go on then. Yeah. Um, I. I'm like I said to you before. I'm not on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. No, go, go, go. I don't. I don't give a stuff about that. Give me some evidence that will prove it like that. All right. Um. What you want? My, um. Okay. No, I want evidence that will prove it like that. Here we go. Done. What? What happened? I've just put um towards your um your phone number. I've just sent you pictures which will give you evidence that's what do you mean what do you mean towards my phone number i don't know what that that phrase means talk sport we're talk radio yeah sorry mate yeah talk radio i've sent pictures that you require then you'll believe me right first of all nothing's come through maybe it takes a little bit of time also sam says you had that evidence ready to go very very quickly well yeah it's 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 straight on my phone, which I have with, in front of me now. With the one you're talking into? No, I, I speak to so you So why is the evidence? So, so, so far, yeah, I was told this evidence would be like that. I ain't got nothing. So what is the evidence? About which story? All right. Um, and why did you lie to someone to say you... you, you why would you send someone such an uh, obnoxious message? I'm really not sure what you mean by a... Obnoxious saying someone saying to someone, oh, "I'm going to kill myself." That's an obnoxious message to send to someone. That 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 person was 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 but very you, very you concerned the, and very the, upset. That we're talking about isn't isn't exactly the most um, rational well. character at the moment herself. Let's it's not that that's patronising in any level whatsoever. Oh, so so why did you? Why would you? Okay, well that makes your action even worse. Oh, why why oh, would you oh, send oh, that to someone who is emotionally vulnerable? I was trying to do was why would you send a message like that to no, someone who you've said is is emotionally vulnerable a, that's me putting it politely i was trying to establish a point where we can realize that i'm actually talking the truth everything that i say as nuts as my life sounds and as crazy as it is it's the truth i'm not lying to okay. anybody i can't help you I don't want your help, Ian. But I think that your phone calls, your, your phone calls to me. I think, I think, um, um, I don't believe you. I don't believe anything you're saying. So, uh, and you're not willing to give me an opportunity to. Well, I'm to, waiting for the evidence that's going to do that, and that's not happened. I mean, I, what evidence? What evidence is there that you you went to buy a car with a thousand pounds of cash in your pocket? What, what evidence is there for that? Um, I've got the the proof. Right here in my hand. Well, what? To describe it to me. Say it. Tell me. What is the proof that you went to buy a car in a part of London that scared you for a thousand pounds cash in your hand? Yeah, here it is. Would you like my? Um, would you like to somebody off air? No, to, no, um, no. You said you could give detail. me evidence. No, so no, no. I'm, I'm not going to. I don't believe you. Right now, you might believe it. You might believe it, and it might be true. I don't know. It is true. Well, then that's great. No, it's not. It's not great, because you, you think I'm lying. No, I didn't say you're lying. I said I don't believe you. There's a huge difference between the two. What's the difference between lying and telling the truth, then? 
No, 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 that's not what I said. And this is what you don't do, is you don't listen. You make up stuff in your head that you think you've heard. You've yourself now. You've got to pitch up. Am I lying? Am I telling you the truth? No, 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 no. I didn't say you were lying. I don't think you're telling the truth, but there's a difference between not telling the truth and lying. Could you please explain it to me? I can explain it again, but I've explained it already. You might think that what you are saying is absolutely true, but it's not true. That doesn't mean you are lying, but it also means you're not telling the truth. Even though I can back up what I'm so saying, you saying if, if you think that I'm lying, mm-hmm. so then that therefore... But why does it concern... Here's, here's the thing. Why does it concern... By the way, I didn't say that I thought you were lying. You've got to listen, dude. I don't well, necessarily think you're lying. lying. I don't I think not. I don't think you're telling the truth, but I don't th- I'm not I I wouldn't say so at this point. Difference? I've just explained it to you. Listen. Stop coming up with the next thing you're going to say and listen. I will yeah, explain it. I will explain do that with other people, man. I'm I'm well beyond that and we both know I'm well. Well then what did I how did I explain it then? How did I explain the difference? You're right. You're well beyond that. So how did I explain the difference? I thought the difference was... No, 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 no. I don't care what you think. I don't care what you think the difference is. How did I explain the difference like you asked me to? Would you like me to do it again? Last time. For once in my life, I'll shut my mouth and I'll... Okay, last time, because you're well beyond this conversation, as you've said. Last time, right? Sorry, mate. Shut up and listen, right? I don't believe a word you say... You may well believe everything you say, right? That doesn't mean you're lying. That also doesn't necessarily mean you're telling the truth. Now, I've not made up my mind as to whether I think you're lying or not. At the moment, I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt. At the moment, I'm suggesting that you believe everything you say, but I believe it's untrue. Now do you see the difference between not telling the truth and lying? Yes. It's, uh, now it's I ask you another question. Perception. Now I ask you another question. Yeah, Why is it so important to you whether I, be- whether I believe you or not? Why is it important to you? I'm not important. I'm nothing. I'm just a no, bloke. I'm, so why should you care? Really where, why should um, you care whether I believe you or not? You shouldn't get very angry about well, it. No, I'm... Um, uh, when it comes down to it, why do I care whether you believe me or not? It's because you're the most intelligent person that I that I have any interaction with. Um, I'm, 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 this isn't just me blowing smoke. You are just the... There's nobody that can get near me um, intellectually. And there's nobody in the world that can... That can pick me up and just. And but just yet, but yet, if you're, what you're saying is true, yet I'm so glaringly wrong on this one, am I? About whether you're telling the truth or not. I'm this intellectual giant, yeah, right? That I, you've just yeah, described, Ian, and yet I, I'm way off here. Yeah, and I don't know. Well, then you've got one over. Then you've won. Then no, you've I got one over no, on I me. I want to win. I want. I want you to. Well, then win. stop I arguing with me and accept that we we have different opinions on what what you're saying but is no, true or not. But I'm sitting here with a. a you lap want to full win because you're arguing about it. I have a lap full I don't of care. proof, and I just show you these pictures. I don't care. And then you'll go, "Blimey, he was right. He wasn't." What is, right it, what is it? What is it? First of all, what is it? A picture of? 
Um, what do you want? I've got um, pictures of when I was beaten. I've got pictures of the cars. I've got pictures of everything. How about I pictures don't... of the car crash? Sorry? How about pictures of the car crash? Yeah, got them. That doesn't prove anything. That proves you got a picture of a car crash. Doesn't prove your story's I've true. I've got a picture of um, me being beaten up. You got a picture. You someone believe. took a photo of you being in the act of being beaten up. All right. Well, all I can say someone is someone took a photo a... of you being being struck. Because that's what you just said. You had a photo of you being beaten up. Someone took a photo of you being hit. Or did someone take a photo of you with cuts and bruises on your face? No. There's a. There's a photograph of me being taken to the hospital by the police officers. That doesn't prove that you were beaten up, with respect. And that's different to the thing, the, the photo right, you said you had. There's a picture of the car crash. I can provide. No, 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 no. Well. Focus on this one. You said you had a picture of you being beaten up. Yep. You don't. Yes, I do. So you got a pic? Okay. You've got a picture of of someone striking you. Someone, someone. Yes, my father striking me. Someone. So who took the photo? I made up. Who yes. took the photo of you being hit? Me, while he was kicking me in the stomach and I was pissing blood. You've got yes, a photo. So you instead of instead of holding your hands up to defend yourself, yes. or strike back, or cover your face yes, and your body, I'm not a violent you took dude. you yes. took a, you took yes, your phone enough, out. I don't like hitting people. You took your phone out. And you, yep. you took pictures of it? Yes, I did, Ian. Okay. Yes, I did. Well, okay, well then, there you go. I don't believe you. But why, it doesn't matter whether I believe you or not. But you're asking for proof, and I'm saying... I've well, you've described, you've described some images. Because you, first of all, you said you had a picture of you being beaten up. Then you said, no, you had a picture of you being taken to the hospital by the police. Then you went, oh, no, actually, yeah, I have got a picture. Well. Yeah, I have got a picture of me being beaten up. There's very little consistency in your stories. Mr. Ian Lee, what would you like me to provide you with so you could believe me? Nothing. I don't care. I don't care. You don't... You just don't care. I don't care. I don't no, care if you're it, telling no, the I truth or not. Yeah. But you do. You do don't. care whether I believe you or not. I don't care. I don't go home no. after the show going, Man, I, 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 what's he telling the truth? It's not like some mystery to me. Well, it's... Going to be a, a mystery for you for no, like it's not. Ever. No, it's not. It's never going to be a mystery for me. I don't care. It's not a mystery well, you for just me. Don't care. No, why would I? Well, you've asked me to give you proof. No, no, no. You offered proof. No, no, no. You offered proof. I don't yeah, care. What, don't, don't you want it? Not really. No. Well, there we are then. Why is it so but important for you, for me, for, for, for you to have me believe you? Because I don't care. I don't like being called a liar. I've not called you a liar, mate. And if you, you say I have, if you say I have, I will, I'm going to cut you off because you're going to make me do that description again, the definition again of the difference between lying and not telling the truth, which I've done three times for you now, and I'm getting oh, a little so bit I'm bored of doing that. Hmm? Is that what it goes down to? I'm just imagining. You haven't listened to a word I've said, Gavin, and that's partly why I find these phone calls so frustrating. Because um, I listen to your bullshit, and you don't listen to my bullshit, and that seems a little bit unfair on the bullshit. I factor. see through your bullshit, man. <clears throat> okay. Well. Yeah. Okay. See you later. Yeah, okay, Gavin. Thanks a lot for calling. There we go. So what I actually said last week was <clears throat> I didn't think it was very helpful to Gavin to keep having these conversations. Um. Why does it matter what I believe or not? I don't care. So it's not like I go home and text Catherine. Catherine, I, I wonder. I mean, what if we listen back to the tapes? Is there a clue? I don't care. I don't care. You know, if those things are happening to people. Then I, I, I have my sympathy. It's like I had. 
I'm going to speak very vaguely. We'll go to the news in a minute. I've been getting a lot of emails recently from people um, struggling with mental health. Right. And I, I, I care about those people because I, I, I care that they are struggling and, and this stuff. But some people, a couple of people, have really revealed some really heavy, intimate stuff. And I'm treading carefully because um, I, I send love and I send respect to those people. And I certainly don't want, if they're listening, them to think that this is in any way a pop at them or a dig at them. And there's, there's been a few. So if you sent me stuff, it's probably not you I'm talking about because there's, there's been quite a few. And some of them I ignore because it feels like a big responsibility. But I'm in, I'm in kind of a good place at the moment. So some of them I've been writing just a brief, sorry you're having a tough time, hang in there, here's the number for the Samaritans, maybe go and see a doctor, kind of things. Yeah. Right? Mm. And some have, have come back revealing more and more and, and asking the question, what do I do about this specific situation? What? How do I get out of this specific situation? What do you do to get out of this specific situation? And I've, um, because I've engaged in the conversation via email, I can't, I feel that I can't just ignore it. So I've had to write back saying, I'm not your man. I, I can't help you with this problem. Uh, and, and I've kept it brief because if I don't really want to engage in a conversation that, that, where there's any implication that actually I'm going to be able to offer more and meet up for a beer or give, you know, some people have been sending me phone numbers. Someone sent me their phone number via my website saying i don't know who answers this but i need to talk to someone because a friend of mine is really into drugs i can't phone that number i wouldn't want to phone that number right there are two things there one for your mm. safety yeah. and mental health yeah. for the sake of that you can't get involved yeah but also for theirs you're not an expert no. and the other thing is that okay so there are three things oh. while they're doing that they're not going to someone a yeah. professional who can help them and that's how I feel about that. Those phone calls that, uh, that, that using us instead of instead of going to someone who can help. But I am really happy, and we are always happy for people who are struggling with anxiety or depression or maybe you know addiction issues. That, that, that if they want to come to us and phone us up, please do, please, please do, and we will, you know, we'll, we'll, I'll share my experience, strength, and hope, and maybe you know I'll say something that clicks, or maybe Kath will say something that clicks, or maybe a listener will phone in and say, "Well, actually, I went through that, and this worked." Who knows, right? So, so please don't think you can't phone him. But also, I feel safer doing it on the radio. Yeah. If I'm doing it via email, and then someone kills themselves, right, or or cuts themselves, or takes a drugs overdose, or goes out dr drink driving, and the or last takes what you said the wrong way, yeah, 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 and the last thing that pops up on their phone is my email saying hey man call the samaritans or hey man this is what i did or you know hey but why don't you say this to your your husband or you know that's the last thing i've got to live with that i've got to live knowing that someone killed themselves or cut themselves or went out you know and crashed their car while they were drunk that's the lot it's a heavy thing so um what i'm trying to say we're so late for the news is phone us up please if you if you're struggling please phone us up because it's, it's good to share this stuff we probably won't be able to do anything, but it, 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 sometimes it relieves the pressure a bit if you do that. But if if you send me an email and I I don't reply or I say I can't help you or whatever, then that's that's one route that's closed. But there are loads of other routes out there. The Samaritans one one six one two three is their number. One one six one two three is their number. And that's but you know, people send me an email. That's basically what I reply is phone these guys. Um, but I, I just. I just got to be. I can't really engage in these conversations in private because 
it doesn't help me, it doesn't help you, it's dangerous for me, it's dangerous for you, it's not great. Um, don't know where that came from. One one, uh, no, that's the Samaritans. Well, one one six one two three is the Samaritans. We are oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio, the late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Sunday in North Dakota Imagine you and me singing in a gospel choir Spent a rainy night on a river in Oklahoma Saw the northern lights on a Minnesota night and I Truck driving friend, we had wheels on fire. Cassidy, may he rest in peace. I miss David Cassidy. I mean, 
you know, David Cassidy about to them. So I bought a dumb phone, a uh-huh. dumb phone, um, because uh, smartphones everywhere. Uh, and I smashed my, I've had a smashed windscreen on my phone now for about three weeks and I've not got it fixed. It's great. This wow, is freedom. Because I would get it fixed the day I broke it. Mm-hmm. I'd be hunting places to because fix it. Because you used to see that as um, evidence of failure. Yeah, 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 I did. I used to have my anxiety dreams turned from um, teeth falling out to me dropping my iPhone and smashing it. And I smashed it and I was anxious and I was anxious and I haven't fixed it. And, uh, oh, do you know what? I, I'm all right. I'm alive. I can still use it. Um, but then before I went to New York, I Howard was talking about it this Sunday, Howard Hughes, but I saw something somewhere about dumb phones and uh-huh. how it's replacing maybe it was on radio 4 um that, that people are getting them for like their, their elderly grandparents but also people that want to kind of take a step back from from technology a little bit mm-hmm. so ba- and, and it's it's pushed nokia to be a, the third biggest phone company in the world again because they dropped right down and then they've gone back up with these phones so i've got this phone it's 15 quid it's a nokia it's got a snake on it guys um and um i haven't got the the, my sim card doesn't fit so i've had to order a little sim card adapter 57 pence uh battery will last for a month if i don't use it yeah (laughs) all right um and what it does is it takes phone calls it does texts and uh and that's it and i'm i'm wondering if i can make the leap because twitter and facebook are off my phone they've been off my phone Two months, yeah. three months. And how are you feeling about that now? Great. God, I remember when that would have caused you great. a great deal of Having anxiety. Twitter and Facebook off my phone when I was in New York meant when we were out and about, I was present. Yeah. I had my computer, and in the mornings and in the evening, when I woke up, I'd have a look at Twitter, and when I went to bed, I'd have a look at Twitter, and I'd do a little bit of surfing and I'd listen to a little bit of you and stuff like that. Um, but when we were out in the city, I didn't have Twitter with me. I had emails, I had WhatsApp, and I had texts. Right. It was important. I didn't have Twitter, I didn't have Facebook. And it meant I was with the kids. What about maps and stuff? Uh, yeah, I use maps. I uh-huh. use maps. So I'm now thinking, but my, my first concern, my two, my two concerns, right? maps to one side, because maps are useful, and, and maybe if you go abroad, you, could, you you take that out again. I don't know. My two concerns are emails now and WhatsApp. And WhatsApp is great because that's how I kind of speak to you and how I speak to my agent, and it means you can... Um, uh, well, actually, it doesn't mean anything. Send pictures. Well, yeah, but I haven't got a camera on that phone, so uh-huh. I won't be able to take. I don't have any pictures. The location send. stuff's quite useful. Well, but yeah, but just the what well, the like, telling you where I am and yeah. stuff. Yeah, telling people where I am. I'm, I'm I'm about an hour away and all that. Okay, that's fine. But it's not. But that's an, that's something we've only just really discovered and got got that's a bonus. to use. Emails. Are there? Have I had any emails in the last month that have required my immediate attention? Let's have a little look through. Let's look through my phone. Let's see. Let's see if there um, are any emails. Um, Airbnb. Um, someone who's offering me a guest. Uh, talking about Wayne Kramer. Something from Record Collector about the article I've just written for them about XTC. Um... No, so nothing that wouldn't keep. Nothing that wouldn't keep. Okay, well, that's interesting, isn't it? And again, I'd I'd check my emails in the morning, check them when I get into work, and also if I'm at home, I've got the computer there. Right. And here's the other thing. If there was anything that you knew was pressing, 
right? You just say to them, give me yeah. a call. If yeah. there's any problems, give me a call. Well, the only people that it's important I can contact me are my wife and kids, uh, my agent, you. For the moment, that's it. For the moment, at this period in my life, that's it. I'll tell, you know, I speak to a couple of friends on WhatsApp, Simon and, and Connor, so, so I tell them I'm not on WhatsApp anymore. Um, all right, well, I'll tell you what, here's, here's what we're going to do. Where, here's what I'm going to do. Screw you guys. Because the, 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 you can, you can see, I know you can see how more present I am yeah. and how much more, how much happier I am yeah, without Twitter and Facebook yes. on my phone. Yes. And I kind of, when we come in the office, I have it open out there and I look at it a lot and I'm refreshing it a lot. So it's still, still a thing. But, but, but not having it on my phone. You know, when we go, when we went to Waitrose tonight to get our sandwiches, I leave my phone here now. Uh-huh. Cause it's just like, I'm coming out. I'm going to spend 20 minutes going to the shops with you. I'm going to be with you. You know, in America, got my, I use my phone for getting maps out occasionally, although quite often walk around for getting Uber taking pictures but i also had my nice camera as well so that was it the joy of just being with the kids and this is it i'm with the kids um okay when i get this adapter for my sim card i'm gonna give it a go and you're gonna go straight in you don't just want to do like weekends to start with no there's no point in doing it weekends so no if i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it for like um okay let's commit to two weeks okay let's commit to two weeks and um with the proviso that if i'm if it's making me uncomfortable or anxious i can back out right that this is not set in stone that if on, on day three i'm like no um that i can back but out isn't this crazy that we even have to have this yeah. conversation a serious conversation yeah. about how much access people have to you and you have to them yeah so, uh, um Matt Hager's got a lot to do with my yeah. being woke on this subject. But it's started... something we've discussed for a long time. Yeah. And his book was kind of like the, the sort of push that I needed. I have started charging my phone outside, leaving my phone outside my bedroom to charge because, yeah. well, mostly because my um, iPhone charger was plugged right underneath my bed. It's right faff to get to it. Yeah. The lead frayed. I pulled it out. Can't get it, it back in again. That's, right? that's why they're worth a trillion. So now I have to plug it in elsewhere where I can get to it. And I could probably work it out so I could get it back under the bed and everything, but I don't need it there. Well, let me just check the the uh, the order status of um, my uh, adapter, my smartphone adapter, my what do they call it? SIM card adapter. Um, it's arriving the thirtieth or the thirty first. So that's arriving Thursday or Friday. Right. Fine. Okay. Um, well, here's the thing. We need the we need my, we need my phone in Scotland to stream it. Although we may not actually have internet at one of the venues. I know. I, don't know I if you've seen the exchange that. of emails. Yeah, we've we done it have, without before. We we have done it without before, and I'm and I kind of sent a slightly snarky. Well, we need Wi-Fi, and we asked for Wi-Fi yeah, when we booked that's it. That's the point. That's the point. We we and, and they've even quoted the bit in the thing. We need pretty good Wi-Fi. Yeah. And they're saying, well, you can plug in your computer. Well, actually, my computer don't plug into the internet. Um, and we need, we asked for Wi-Fi when we booked it. Um, okay, well, let's, let's, okay. Well, there, there, there will be, comp- well, there will be compromises because, because, you know, the, the phone is, it's funny that they can't, they stopped us using Periscope as I'm umming and ahhing about whether I do the full switch. Anyway, you, you're listening to me um, disappear at my own ass. Um, I'm footing myself. Um, but, um, which is, you're right? A bit tired there? A bit of headaches. All right. Do you want, I don't think I've got any pills. It's I... okay. I've probably got some in my bag. Outside. Do you want me to have a look? Where? In my bag. 
Yeah. No, don't go in there. Okay. You don't want to see. That's awkward. Let's hit them ads. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Yeah. We're just having a biscuit break. That Couldn't find any pills, but I found some biscuits and that'll do. When did, um... I remember 20 years ago... Hey, if you want to go and get some fresh air... I'm all right. Just the you're killing the vibe. Wow. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Wow. <laughs> I, love, I love it when you actually... <laughs> you actually genuinely get a bit pissed off with me. And it's not acting. Cause, and I can tell why. Because your eyes narrow and your head kind of does this sort of circular backwards motion. Yeah. Like, wow. That's, that, that's when, you, when I've hit a nerve. Yeah, that's me adding one more to the book of grievances. <laughs> if you want to go and get some air, it's gone up to 25 again. I can feel it. What is wrong with the air con? It goes up to 25. If you want to go and get some air, go and get some air. Thanks, but no. Okay. I might go and get another biscuit. Oh. <laughs> you want one? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind. Could you put that down to 17 again, please? I'll tell you what we'll do. For, it, it, it stays for a bit, but then it goes up. I'll tell you what we'll do for the last 40 minutes of the show. Call straight to air. Do you fancy that? You phone up. You won't speak to Sam. You won't get a call back. You'll just come straight to air. You can phone up and say whatever you want. You can be stupid. You can be clever. You can be witty. You can have a go at me. I don't mind. Anything you want. 0344 499 1000. 0344 499 1000. Thank you, mate. Um, drive through brothel launched where prostitutes take clients to sex boxes. I thought that's what prostitution was. Oh. Publicity funded teak covered cubicles have opened in switzerland complete with showers cafe tables on-site social workers and panic bucket buttons this sounds all right that sounds sensible no beds a drive-in brothel has opened providing prostitutes and customers with a host of services as they go about their business a number of wood paneled sex boxes are available to sex workers to ply their trade to ply wood their trade i would say ply wood their trade near um, Zurich in an attempt to drive prostitutes from the city and keep them safe. Several dozen street sex workers are expected to make the location their working hub in the country where prostitution has been legal since 1942. Because um, where's this Switzerland? That's why they were staying out of the war. They were too busy um, making love, not war. Okay. Yeah. Publicity, publicly funded cubicles are open all night and are located away from the city centre, include bathrooms, laundry facilities. Oh, that's handy. And panic buttons. There will also be welfare professionals in a move. This sounds like a great idea. In a move authorities believe will cut illegal trafficking of girls and organised crime activities in Switzerland's largest city. Well, so hang on a minute. Go it's on. legal, but there's still illegal trafficking of girls and stuff. Well... You'd think that would take the edge off things, wouldn't you? Um, you would... Mm. Uh, yeah, I suppose so. Hello, line one. Hello, boss. Yes? I was just wondering, this farm that you're living on... Yep. Is it a dairy farm or a body farm? A body farm? Yeah. I don't know what a body farm is. I do. It's. Are we it's building up to a weak punchline? <laughs> Well, that's... Um, no, 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 seriously. I was just wondering, is it a dairy farm or a body farm? I don't know what a body farm because is. Body farms are big business these days. Okay, what happens in a body farm? Right, basically, you get cadavers and you... Thank you. Um, I once, um, when I was doing work experience, um, I got work experience at Windsor Theatre, and there was a play put on 
They were put, rehearsing a new play um, about a magician involved in a murder. It's got a great title. Guess what the title was? Um, Abracadabra. Close. Abracadabra. <gasps> <laughs> Isn't that great? Oh. Isn't that great? Ah. Abracadabra. And it, was, it wasn't a great play, actually. And it, I think the initial run... The, the initial previews, it was like set in the 20s, and then they changed it to the 70s, or the other way around. But I tell you what was cool, right? I was 15, doing work experience. I got to paint a bit of the set and mm. hang out. I was there for a week, right? Basically, what I did was I just sat in the audience and watched the, the play being rehearsed, right? It's a play about magic. And I looked over one day, and I saw this old boy. I thought, I recognise him. And I went up to the guy that, was, that got me the job. I said, the old guy with the glasses... Is that Ali Bongo? And he said, yeah, yeah, he's the, he's the magical consultant on this. And Ali, but I used to, when I was a kid, and no one remembers Ali Bongo, Ali Bongo was the man. You look at all of the Paul Daniels shows, creative consultant, Ali, Ali Bongo. Bongo. I used to have an Ali Bongo an- annual, and he was this great magician. And he dressed up, you couldn't do it now. Turban. He had a turban. Mm-hmm. He didn't black up or anything, and he was he was stupid. He was silly, and he was stupid, and he was funny. And he was incredible. And he was, like, when I was six, seven, eight, he was huge. And suddenly I'm, like, 14, 15. And it's Ali Bongo. And I went up to say that. I mean, I'd love to be able to say tomorrow night we've got Ali Bongo on the show, but he died years ago. But I went up to say, I've just got to say, Mr. Bongo. <laughs> I think I called him Mr. Bongo. I loved you, man. I had this annual when I was seven or eight that I would just pour over. Ali Bongo annual. What a thrill meeting Ali Bongo. Anyway, don't talk about that. Um... Uh, the nine garage style st- structures loco- located in s- my eyes are going, so I need to get an eye test. In Silkwai are also guarded by security personnel. Clients will not be monitored by CCTV but are not allowed to leave the site with the sex workers. Michael Herzig from Zurich Social Services. A prostitution has escalated in the city. It was done in the open on the street, and men harassed the passers by. It was noisy and dirty because men took the prostitutes to a side street and left used condoms and semen on the streets. Oh. There was spunk everywhere. Oh, stop You it. could not believe it. It was like someone had fired off a white paint cannon all over the place. Spunk on the wall. Spunk on the floor. Spunk on the handles of the doors. Spunk on the cars. Okay, we get it. It was everywhere. I'll cut forward a bit. Yep. The divings are more discreet and safer. Around 30 to 40 women are expected to ply their trade each night. The hookers pay five Swiss francs per night to use the sex boxes, but customers don't have to pay an entrance fee. Hang on. I, I, I didn't think that was how prostitution worked, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the end of that story. Well, um, interesting. Anything that makes the, yeah. the women, I'm guessing mostly women, safer. Yeah. Any, anything that makes these sex workers safer is great. Oh. I do think that um, if they have a problem with um, gangs trafficking, then they're not going to be accessing that those facilities, are they? Well, that's the thing. You can offer, I would imagine. Sorry, I'm chomping on an Oreo. Oh, that was the thing. Oh, that was the thing. When did Oreos happen over here? I because know. I remember 20 years ago, you'd watch, like, um, oh, Home Alone or something, and they'd have Oreos, and they'd do that thing where they twist it and lick yeah. it and all that. And you'd go, okay, what is that? What's that crazy exotic biscuit? It looks like a bourbon, but it's but it's circular and it seems now, overly elaborate. Now Oreos are all you can get. I know. But we can't find the hobnobs anymore. It's Oreos. You can't a digestive. What's that, sir? You know, um, uh, uh, what do they call the milky the milk 
the custard cream, sir. Never heard oh. of it. A ginger nut. What what language are you speaking? I got through a lot of ginger nuts when I was pregnant. It was the only thing that stopped me throwing up. That's how you got pregnant. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sam like that one. He is a boy. Well, he hasn't heard it before. He's a child. Okay. Everyone else um, over it. But, uh, yes, I, well, I would imagine that um, we're really we're flipping and flopping between Oreos uh, and sex workers. And, it, it, and that's kind of like how I like to spend all weekend. You know what I'm saying, guys? Um, but I guess even if, if, if sex work is legal, there's always going to be people... Who want to make the money rather than men, the women. primarily, mm-hmm. that, yeah, that want to make the money and want to control it and also want... Because I don't know if, if drugs are legal there and, and um, quite often, you know, sex work goes hand in hand with drugs, whether it is the, the, the sex worker who is using drugs or the client who's going up to the sex worker saying, hey, have you got any gear well, as well? And also, if we're talking about street pro- uh, prostitution... It's a lot of it's a desperation. Yeah, yeah, of course I mean, it is. Women will do sex work, and men will do sex work. Choice of desperation, mm. and and desperation yeah. is often about addiction. Oh isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so so men. Here's the, here's his life. Um, significant numbers of men like to exploit vulnerable, weaker in inverted commas women. That's just that's the nature of things. Unfortunately. And, um, you know, controlling drug addicts, I'm not saying all sex workers are drug addicts, of course they're not, but com- controlling women who are desperate for cash in whatever, for whatever reason, they've got kids or they've got drugs or they've got, they can't pay the rent or, or whatever, um, then they'll, they, they can exploit that situation. Hey, Wonga's going bust. You see that? Wonga's going bust. Shit. Because this is great. This is great. Because now loads of people are suing them retrospectively for, interest. for for well no for um for lending the money when a, a, a simple credit check would have shown that there was absolutely no chance of them paying back the money but wasn't that partly the problem with the like the mortgage uh, crisis yeah, that yeah. we had a while back yeah. where people were being i mean i remember when i got my mortgage they would have given me whatever i wanted mm. whatever i wanted yeah. and it was just yeah where it just shop around and they you'd go into the bank and they'd say is there anything else i can do for you i can see that you're not you know, you've not got any loans or anything. Do you, and you think, well, I've not got any loans because I don't want any yeah. loans. Why would you? The banks were falling over themselves to give you money at one point. Oh, I remember um, in the early 2000s when I got on telly and uh, my bank got in touch and said, um, OK, well, we're going to give you a £15,000 credit card. Sorry, what? And of course, I-, I didn't have a clue. So I'm thinking, oh, free money, free money. And then after about three months, they I got a letter saying, we've upped your credit card to £30,000. I didn't know what that meant, so I'm, I was caning it. Mm. I'm paying off the minimum. I, did, I didn't understand it. No one said, by the way, you, you do know how a credit card works, don't you? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So I'd pay off the minimum each each month thinking that that meant I wasn't paying interest. I'm paying interest? Crazy. I had a friend who, it transpires, had a gambling problem, but Uh-oh. he got himself into a lot of financial difficulties, sort of early part of the noughties. Again, with this kind of industry of of selling, you know, loans and yep. um, you know, offering people more money and not doing the proper checks, he managed to get a, a lot of it wiped out. He got himself into a yeah. lot of financial difficulty, but just with the right financial advice, managed to get it, you know, get, get the loan, the mm. the debts wiped out. But there's so many other people who don't know where to go, 
And don't get the right advice. Um, 0344 1000 We'll take calls straight to air until one o'clock when Paul Ross comes in. This is the Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio. After hours amusement for anarchists, air hostesses and jet lag antipodeans. Good covers. Can I crash on your floor? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 0344 1000 We'll take calls straight to air. Um, if, uh, if you want to give us a call, and if you don't want to give us a call, well, then you know what, guys, then so, so be it. I'm trying to find a story that I saw about, um, here we go. Here we go. Um, first sale, painting pandas, abstract artwork hits the market. Have you seen this? this no, great. but I love the idea. There's a painting panda at Vienna's Schönbraun Zoo. And her abstract artwork is selling for more than $500 a pop. Although, if she's got a hobby, she might not be interested in making baby pandas. And that's always been the problem, hasn't it? Yang Yang. Why are they called, why are those called AA or BB? You know what I mean? They've got Chinese names. Do you know they all belong to China still? They're only yeah. ever on loan. Oh, yeah, I know. And do you know how I know that? Because I told you that. No, I saw yeah. it on telly the other day. Yeah, I told you a year ago. See, what is the, the difference between us is I retain facts. Really? You receive facts, mm-hmm. and then you, you, just, them, you yeah. just blow them out of your a-hole. I mean, it depends where they come from. Um, and then you, you relearn them, and you give them back to me. But I gave you that fact. Well, because I've yep. got journalistic training, I wait for reliable sources. <clears throat> Yang Yang uses black paint with white backgrounds, which seems to be a favourite colour scheme for the zoo's giant panda. Can't help but... They're any good or rubbish? No, they're crap. I mean, I'd have th- them, that one's that one's a car. You can tell it's a car, but of course you can't. It's just splodges, mate. But it, it's 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 a pathetic picture. It's it's just splodges. Why are you coming near me? Oh, she's not. She's not. She's not even trying. She's just t- tossing but, those out. So she's. But it's a. Pa- I don't know how I prove this. It's a panda looking dead-eyed at the camera, as if to say, "Really, please get me out of here." Yeah. Holding like a big brush, bamboo brush. In a tiny cell. I know. And the panda's thinking, this isn't the sort of bamboo I like. With a zookeeper acting as her easel, the panda creates minimalist splotch art reminiscent of the American abstract expressionist Jackson Bollocks. No. One hundred of her adorable pieces will be sold online for around $560,000 times a hundred. That's like $5 million. Each to fund a picture book about the Vienna Zoo's pandas. What? That's how he fund a book. Yang Yang, 18, has given birth to five pandas with one set of twins over the four uh, years. She's done a bit. It's time for her. <laughs> well, how do we buy it? I want to buy one. Vienna. Well, let's see first. Cause... Zoo. Vienna Zoo. But I do have a bit of a problem with the panda system, right? China just like hawking them around the world and then taking them back. Hawking them out and... What's the idea that they, it's about location rather than who they're put with? And it's, you know, if we send her on a nice holiday, she might get pregnant. No, it's, it's money. They get, not only are they on loan, but it's like, a million, it's like a million dollars a year or something. So the, the, this, again, I told you this. Um, and the TV programme obviously didn't cover it because I go into more depth. But um, what they do, it's like a diplomatic thing, right? So it's like a big deal to be given a panda. It's like the ultimate thing. But, but you're paying... Edinburgh Zoo are paying like a million dollars a year oh. for Dip Dip or whatever it's called. Um, it's, so it's, it's 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 money, and that money is going straight into China, the China China, China 
Whoa, you did the voice! I did the Donald Trump voice. You did a Chinese! You oh, did no, a it wasn't Chinese. a Chinese voice. It was the way Donald Trump says China. Can you... Sam, I don't want to out my friend as a racist, but also <laughs> no, I don't want to be associated with the racist. Can you find when she said China, please, and um, play it? China, he says. China. You're not helping yourself. Now you're doing the face! <laughs> I'm doing Donald Trump! So, this is why they got rid of Periscope. I'm doing Donald Trump's to face. Because you're, you're ra- it's not even casual racism. Fake you got news. it, Sam. Sam is fake Sam's news. doing it. No, fake, fake news. Um, can anyone speak... What Swiss is this? Swiss, what do they speak in Switzerland? Swiss. Jim. Translate. Translate the page. Here we go. Um, because I want to buy one of these pictures. Illustrated book about the pandas. I'm going to give us stuff about the pelicans. Oh, that painting's quite good that they've done. That one there. <laughs> Actual pandas. Yeah. Um, but how do you buy them? Uh, secure panda... I've got a panda picture you can buy. I'll bring it in tomorrow. Oh, we no. need to do is give me, like, 50 notes. Not a problem. Have you got... Right, we go. Let's listen to... Kat. This is Catherine from about two minutes ago being racist. Donald Trump. China. The China, China. China. Yeah! Whoa! Just get that word, Sam. Do it. The China, China. China. What? Again? The China, China. China. Whoa! You might as well do a kung fu karate pose. One more time. The China. 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 Oh, man alive, Kat! That doesn't even sound like I'm attempting a Chinese accent. That is clearly Donald Trump. I would like to apologise to all of our we are we are very big uh, in uh, the chinese community and we'd like to say um dong pao jong to all of our chinese listeners um and, and apologies for that that is not Let's what the say china china see right play hers the china china, china. china. No, yeah that's not what you're doing there you're china. not doing china 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 I don't want to say. I don't want your. I don't want your excuse for. Uh, you go over to China. China she's China, doing me. Uh, China, go to the adverts. China. Late night conversation. Wealth losing sleep over the late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Don't play it all through the pl- break. China, China, Don't you start. I'm gonna, I nearly swore then. Actually nearly swore. There's another three minutes of this. Please don't. 14 million people have watched this. Well, 14 million people are idiots. Please shut up! <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> oh, three, four, four. four what have you got against China? 1,000. I hate them. <laughs> um, I, I disapprove of the human rights record, guys. And um, I had a really, really bad uh, 69 in a restaurant once. Oh, three, four, four. 499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Put down your smartphone. It could be killing your love life. Well, that's another reason I've put down my smartphone. <laughs> no, it Spent a little bit more time playing with my body. <laughs> and there's no shame in that. If you guys and girls, it's great to get to know your body. Hey, you can't love somebody else until you can love yourself. Yeah, but I mean, it comes a line you've got to draw when you can't answer the door anymore. <laughs> Couples who own a television have less sex. What? Than whom? Weirdos that don't. But <laughs> smartphones could be the real passion killer, scientists, horny scientists claim. A major US study compared TV ownership. Well, this doesn't even make sense. No. This is apples and oranges. A major US. No eggplant. A major US study. It's not eggplants. That's what you have to put in to get it. No, it's um, um, 
lymphoma glass grass. What? Pampas grass you're mm-hmm. thinking of. Pampas grass. No, I was thinking of the emoji. I don't even care. A major US study compared TV ownership with four million people's sex lives and found TVs made couples six percent less likely to get intimate. Six percent's nothing. No. But the researchers led by the University of Delaware fear modern mobile phones may be making things even worse. In countries with ubiquitous smartphones, I don't think we have those ones over here. The smartphone might be the real sex life killer. The real sex life... Oh, sex life killer. Future research might examine this question. All right, well, we'll look forward to that. Um, well, that's not, that's not a story then. Who's written this? Uh, Victoria Allen, the science correspondent. Oh, Victoria Allen. Evidence from... This is a quote from one of them. So they wrote, Does television kill your sex life? Popular culture claims yes. Evidence from nearly 4 million individuals in 80 countries from five continents suggests a little. It is already feared Netflix may be destroying our love lives with a study by the University of Lancaster last year identifying a busy hour between 10pm and 11pm when people are thought to take their tablets to bed to stream TV shows. But Netflix and chill is about... More on the... Sexual uh, intimacy. Yeah. Um, well, that's 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 rubbish. Then that doesn't actually tell us anything. Well, let's go to a story about orgasms because uh, well, that's what we all want. That's what we all want. I wanna wanna have an orgasm with you. Let's orgasm. Is come that a on, real come song? on, come on, let's orgasm. With Is this one of your classics? Well, I'm singing it, so yeah, it's a real song. I want to have an orgasm with you. Come on, come. By the way, if anyone... If any, if there are any young producers out there that want to make this a hit, Max Tundra, if you're listening, here we go. You, you can record this and do what you want with it. I want to have an orgasm with you. Come on, come on, come on, an orgasm or two. Hey, you, let's have an orgasm or three. Want to have a little orgasm or four, or four, or four, or four. Orgasm. I want to have an orgasm. I really want to come with you i want to have an orgasm oh i feel a little stirring down below if you touch me then you know it's gonna blow <laughs> anyone wants to remix that you're very welcome no one wants to hear it again i swear i sent, I sent kath a video when i was in in new york of um i can play it i play the video right because this is great you know <laughs> is that, on a, yes this is what on earth was he doing i don't know so my youngest was just you know young you know young kids they just like to make noise right and um don't don't, don't say what it is right but let me plug this in so my kid's making a noise and i said do that again and i filmed it and it, bear in mind we're sat in a diner right and he's sat at the table opposite me. Does this remind you of any film? Here we go, here we go. Let's, um... Do that noise. What noise? The noise you just did. Does that remind you of any film, classic film... From the 80s. I think we're set in New York. I've got a feeling bits of it were. Set in a diner. He's doing the faces as well. Now, I don't think my boy's seen When Harry Met Sally, but he recreated that scene perfectly. Mm. Or hyperventilated. Did he pass out? He he... did pass out. Yeah. 
That was very uh, funny, uh, though. Well done for filming. That was uh, it was uh, that was um, half past eight in the morning, and we were just about to go up the Empire State Building. Most actresses would probably. This is by Fanny White. Faye White, excuse me. <laughs> Most actresses. Sorry, I need glasses. Most actresses. Seen Fanny where there isn't any. Oh God! What? I dream of Fanny with no hair. Most actresses would probably prefer to keep quiet about this sort of thing. But not 45-year-old Tony Collette, who mm. is happy to boast about being the first woman to have an orgasm on BBC One. Upcoming series Wanderlust sees the Australian star play Joy Richards. Thank God, I thought it was going to be like on the one show or something. <laughs> <laughs> hey, here's the thing, right? Imagine the dead-eyed expressions of the hosts as that, that happened. Terrible, terrible show we watched that was going to be good, where George Lamb and some people got locked in crates. Yeah, right, and they all came out after like a couple of hours. They thought they'd been in there for ages, and they hadn't. And they'd gone well, crackers. Right, Channel Five, who love me, yeah, yeah, right, they love me. It keeps saying, oh, we love you, and he's great. We just can't find the right thing for him. Well, I saw a trailer for the celebrity version they're doing. I wasn't asked to do that. I'd do that. I'd go and sit in a box for a few grand for a couple of days on my own. Of course I would. I'd love it. He said they've got Professor Green. Anthea Turner, um, Rusty Lee. I don't uh, know. I don't know that. I, I, they've got. I know Professor Green and Anthea Turner, isn't it? Upcoming. Uh, the therapist trying to save her relationship with her husband, played by Stephen McIntosh, after a cycling accident, makes her reassess it. Someone told me I was the first woman to have an orgasm on the BBC, and I'm happy to take the accolade. She told Radio Times. In one of the opening, someone's had an orgasm on BBC. Surely. In one of the opening scenes, the camera lingers on Miss Collette's fingers. No. Oh. On Miss Collette's face as she lies in bed with her eyes closed and gasps with pleasure before being interrupted when her son opens the door. Oh. Later, there is a longer sex scene lasting nearly a minute. (laughs) Someone's timed it. In which she throws... By the way, 0344-499-1000. In which she throws her head back with wide eyes and her mouth open. The honest depiction of female pleasure on screen attracted Miss Collette to the show, which is co-produced by Netflix. She said, It's so honest and fresh in the way the women are portrayed. To be a middle-aged woman, to be in a long-term relationship, and to be alive, dealing with a lot of things, it's tough. Certainly a middle-aged woman's sense of self-esteem, sexuality, it's not often talked about. Have you ever seen mistresses? No. They must have had orgasms on mistresses. That was BBC. So this is bull. That was BBC. I met one of the mistresses. She was in a show I did, The Persuasionists. She was lovely. And I just couldn't help thinking, you naughty, naughty British sex in the city ladies. Oh, is that what that was? Do you ever watch mistresses? No. Oh, it was great. But it was classy. It was... Do you ever watch mistresses, Sam? Oh, it was great. But it was classy. It was a great show. Come on. I can't be the only person that's seen mistresses. Great show. And also, sometimes you saw a bit of bum. But it was classy. And arsy. However, the actress... What admitted, year was that? It's got to be 10, 11, 12 years ago. Oh, no. A bit busy then. Doing what? Oh. I, was, I was busy then. I also had time to watch great British drama, Mistresses. However, the actress admitted she was anxious about film, filming the sex scenes. I got over it quickly. That's the problem. <laughs> Most about that. The more empathy I have with the character, the easier it is. And it's an important story. It's representative of a big truth that's got no real voice. That's a boring story. Right, so she's not talking about orgasms anymore, so you're not interested. 
like the Daily Mail being astounded that uh, women know where to. Um... Anyway, what have I written down here? I can't read my writing. No, oh, no, stop it, stop it. I think actually. Um, sorry. Oh, this is an incredible story. This is incredible. A bungling police weapons officer. This is this is a hor- horrible story. Fired live bullets at a terrified colleague during a training exercise. The shooter was supposed to be using blanks at the weapon training drill at an army barracks. Bullets. Is it blank or blanks? Blanks. Bullets. Okay, hang on. The shooter was supposed to be using blanks. Bullets. I'm going to put in there, please, okay, Bruce. Well, let's, let's have a look. I got the reference eventually. So you're saying bullets? Blanks or blank? Blanks. Blank or blanks? You got the gag, guys? We need to hammer it home anymore? He doesn't get it. He's a boy. But Sergeant Robert Hoy, 47, realised he was dodging genuine bullets. Oh, my God. When a shot smashed, smashed the window behind him as he dashed into a building, missing him by inches. This, I mean, laughing, but flipping hell. That wow. must have been terrifying. Robert is now suing his bosses for a quarter of a million pounds. Good for him, because he's suffering uh, PTSD. Um, um, okay, there it goes until it turns into a thing. But um, an ex-police firearms expert said human error was almost certainly to blame for the live bullets debacle. Debacle. Ammo is ammo. Ammo is uh, zamo. Ammo is color coded in practice sessions, so there is no mix-up between live and blank rounds so there is no mix-up ammo is color-coded in practice sessions so there is no mix-up between live and blank rounds i'll read that one more time for Mm -hmm. you ammo is color-coded so there is no mix-up between live and blank rounds okay live and blank not blanks blank rounds it's gotta be well, what are you time. mixing up? I mean, it's live or it's... Is it pussy? <laughs> You'd always get someone like that on blankety blank. I don't know. Is it pussy? Can I put Can I put the pussy down? You leave your pussy out of this. We'll come to you in a minute. <gasps> What's he like? We'll come to you in a minute. Let's go to Faith Brown. Faith? Hang on a minute. Let me do an impression that will not stand the test of time. Just push your tits out. I saw her once in Marks and Spencer's in Slough. You see, do that Rusty Lee impression that one time. Yeah, yeah. Terrible. Uh, No, it's pretty spot on. I mean, you know, politically you wouldn't do it anymore, but spot on. Spot on for a racist, yes. Faith Brown was not a racist. That impression was. Well, she flipping it. It was was old-fashioned. A little bit of boot polish, never hurt anybody. It wasn't. Oh, God. I went to an audience with Freddie Starr back in the day, the glory days of 90s television. The one where he chucked the bucket of stuff. Maggots, and it landed in Faith Brown's cleavage, and she said words that no child should hear. Wowzers, you were there for that. It was bits of rice, but it looked like Maggie did a bucket switch. Yeah. Yeah. So he had a bucket of maggots, and he turned it over, and she's quite had a fine embonpoint, did our Faith. um, She held a lot of maggots. Freddie Starr, you know, has obviously been outed as, as being a thoroughly unpleasant, you know, sexually aggressive gentleman. And that is accepted. You're setting that to one side. I'm, I'm just, I'm acknowledging, <laughs> okay. no, 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 I'm acknowledging that, because I think you have to acknowledge that these days, because I don't want to, you know, say, hey, the guy's great. Um, so, with that in mind, some of those TV appearances in the 80s, Yeah. I mean, 
and he was probably off his face on stuff, but he was, he was, it was exciting, because you genuinely didn't know... Well, he used to dress as Hitler, people forget that, with boxer yeah, shorts yeah. and Wellington boots, and he yeah. once turned up a world of sport, and the story is... Wow. I had a friend who worked on that show, and he turned up for one of the pre-records, I think it was with St. Greavesy, and he had a long kind of leather mac on, yeah. but his shorts, and he pulled the mac round him, and crouched to the ground, and when he stood up, he defecated on camera. <gasps> See, that's the So he thing. was out there then. I mean, that, that, that's sort of like the man in the moon, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's borderline genius. That's that genius insanity. It was at Anfield, thing. though, like, on the pitch. <laughs> they were filming. That was, not, not in front of a crowd, it was a training day. That was brilliant. Yeah, and somebody's got that footy somewhere. Also, we, we, when I, in the 70s and 80s, loads of people dressed up as Hitler. Um, uh, um, Keith Moon and yep. uh, Viv Stanshaw. Yep. There's, there's a photo shoot. They used to march around Golders Green dressed up as Hitler. Keith Moon used to sing, people, people who burn people Ooh. are the ugliest people wow. in the world, which wow. is kind of attacking the attitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but, you know. I've, I've said for a long time, I used to buy into the Keith Moon myth, but I've said for a long time, I bet he was a pain in the ass to work with. I bet he was really annoying. Well, there's a great bit in one of the Monty Python documentaries when they say he turned up when they're in Jamaica. And they were all trying to write Life of Brian or yeah. write the meaning of life. And they took time out and they were working on stuff. And he would come in and chip in jokes and they humoured him because they liked a bit of rock star, yeah, yeah. Golden. And he said, and this sounds a bit snobby, but John Cleese and I think Michael Payne, who's probably the nicest man in the world, said, and he'd often try and play Scrabble with us. He never scored more than seven or eight. Yeah. And that's the thing, I think, because he was obviously, God yeah. bless him, like Graham Chapman a lot of time, he was away with, yeah. you know, the alcohol fairies. Yeah, yeah. Um, you see Michael Palin's donating all of his papers yeah to a museum i don't know, I can't remember which museum it is, is. It the comedy museum i don't know i know nothing is it the london what's the, the london library i think he's getting that it. might be it i that think might it's the london be. library it's yeah. all of his papers because they've printed they print some of the sketches that haven't been seen yeah. in the times a couple of weeks back yeah his diaries oh yeah great read. what a, what a read don't get the audiobooks because they cut loads although, of it out although the one i was reading i had no idea is and i'm not spoiling this for anybody because i don't care if i am when he gets to the point when his sister takes her own life yeah, yeah. And that is so, and I'm, you know, it's very rare a book makes me cry that's not fiction. I cry yeah. a lot of fiction, tragically, but, but that was just heart-stoppingly uh, moving. Uh, uh, and he talks for, uh, there's a lot of this thing about her struggling with mental health yeah. and we don't know what to do and she came and round. He and he gets that very would... cold phone call from his yeah. mother and I'm just saying, look, it's, you know, and you just Some think, books. Some books. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, we're, we're banging on. What's on your show tonight, please, sir? On the show tonight, what were you doing when you were 11 years old, Kath, roughly? Uh, oh, uh, dodging bullies. Dodging bullies. I was heading for big school for the first time I comprehend. So how about you, Ian? You just don't want to know what I was doing at 11. I just okay. discovered it. We've got a young man who, <laughs> in 1988, September the 6th, yeah. so 30 years ago next week, at 11 years old, became the youngest person ever to swim the channel. Oh, come oh, on. And he's want. still got the record, because immediately after that, both the French and the British authorities said nobody under the age of 16 can Good. ever attempt this again. He did it in just over 11 hours. Now, as you know, back in 1875, Captain Matthew Webb became the first person to swim the channel. Yeah, we knew that. It now. took him 21 hours. <laughs> An 11-year-old boy beat his ass. It's a fantastic he's That's a lovely amazing. guy as well got two daughters now himself he then joined the army the book's out next week it's oh, absolutely amazing. astonishing story and have you it's not an ailment or a complaint have you ever heard of trench organ no, in the first organ. world war they designed special small meant to be church organs but they came more than that were taken around the trenches oh. only three are in existence that we know of in the uk only one is working we've got the wonderful northumberland woman Bev Palin, who's restored it, and she's playing it for us on the show tonight. Gosh. Your trench organ as the countdown to the big centenary in November. Do you know who we got on the show next week? Oh, go on. Wayne Kramer from the MC5. <gasps> How exciting is that? I'll kick out the jams, oh, you mofos. You, exactly. <laughs> oh, He's coming on the what? show. He tw I, I tweeted him saying, Wayne, you got a book out. Any chance of coming on the show? DM me. 
All right. So I've, I'm getting the book this Can I week. get Johnny Seifert to nick him from you? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, don't you dare. Um, but when, when That's I, a brilliant guess. The book is supposed to be amazing. Motor when City I've read 5. The book, when I've read the book, I'll lend it to you, because it's supposed to be a cracking read. Lend it to me? Yeah. <laughs> Keep saying Are you shut in the library? Lend it to come me? Come on. Send it out right. to share love with other people. Write lend your it to name me. down in a little book. Paul Ross is coming up next. We're back tonight at 10. Until then, from us, ta-ta.